Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special edition of We Talk Wrestling right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. And I'm Roger Sierra. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you were looking forward to this upcoming uh, episode where we we gave you the top 10 of Rollingstone.com's 30 greatest sports movies of all time. Well, we pushed that back a week, so it'll be next Thursday when you hear this. We are recording today's episode on Monday, July 25th, Um, and the reason why we're recording it today is because it's still fresh in our minds, so if any new developments come out on the 25th, 26th, and 27th, we will not be talking about those particular events. We can only talk about up until now, and I think a couple things I want to talk about. First thing... um, you know, I, I do want to get into the Ring of Honor. I do want to get into a couple of things, but I think the biggest takeaway from this past week is Vince McMahon. Well, reti- we, we should do everything first before we do the big story. Well, I'm, I'm going to get to it, but I want to. I mean, I think everybody knows what the big story is. The thing about Vince McMahon. Um, do you guys want to just go ahead and do the do, talk about uh, Death Before Dishonor, or do you want to go ahead and however you guys want to do it? What, what did anybody small story but me? Way? Yeah, did anybody but me actually watch uh, Death Before Dishonor? I watched the highlights. I watched the highlights. Okay. That's good enough, I guess. I got the main gist of what was going on. Well, there's only one match I wanted to watch anyway, so I actually watched that match. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, There's a couple Uh, matches that was on the card that um, I I wanted to say. Yeah, what what did you guys think of of Gresham and, and or Gresham and Claudio starting off the pay per view for the Ring of Honor World Title? Um, it makes sense because there was no build to it, and I mean, eh, I mean, what the, the it's the World Title for a company that doesn't exist technically. Well, I mean, you got to look at it from this perspective also. You had the Ring of Honor World title, the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles, the Ring of Honor Pure title, the World Women's Championship, the television title, and the tag team titles. The only match on the card, as far as the main, I'm not talking about the pre-show matches, I'm talking about on the main card, only Roosh and Dragon Lee was not for a championship. Um, So, I mean, you would think there would be a hierarchy in terms of you know, championship. You get you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I understand FTR and the Briscoes being main event. Like, that's a given. It's the most talked about. Like, people weren't talking about Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio, or really any other match on the card wasn't being as talked about as maybe Samoa Joe Jay Lethal. But even the 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 promotion that Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal had for their television title match was not as anticipated as FTR versus Briscoe's. Um, and God, that match went damn near 45 minutes. Um, it was a two out of three falls. Yeah. Um, two out of three falls. I thought Claudio uh, and Gresham had a good match. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that um, Claudio and Gresham starting off the world. I mean, I mean, this ain't this ain't the first time that the that a world championship has been defended in the fir- 
as in the first uh, match of the card. I think WWE did it a couple of years ago with uh, John Cena, Dean Ambrose, and uh, AJ Styles for the WWE Championship on one paper. I think it was the Backlash event. It was a, it was a, that was the night that the Intercontinental title was on the line. Uh, the Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Um, I mean, don't forget when Lesnar yeah, was a WWE's, baby and had his title match first. Well, yeah, yeah well, well, that was yeah, WrestleMania. Done it quite a yeah. few times. Yeah, that was the first time I remember it. Like the earliest that I can remember it of the of the of the second brand split. Um, the first time I remember it was that. But yeah, yeah. Rollins and uh, uh, Lesnar had it. Uh, first match WrestleMania 35, um, you know, and of course last, uh, not last year's WrestleMania, um, not this WrestleMania, but WrestleMania 37, um, it, they kicked it off with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley for the WWE championship on night one. So, um, but yeah, but other than that, I thought that the match was good. I did find it interesting though. The, um, what took place after the match, unfortunately, well, uh, what took place after the about- match got a little bit more. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, before we talk about what happened after the match, let's talk about the before the match. <clears throat> yes. When, when, when Gresham, when, when Gresham comes out, it's, it's not his normal attire. Like he doesn't have his, uh, octopus mask or anything like that. Right. And you can see this look on his face of pure disgust. Right. Um, as if he, like obviously it's wrestling so the outcome the wrestlers know but he was disgusted to to know that he was was losing the ring of honor title to claudio uh now i, I don't but, know if that is I mean, true why or isn't true why what why was i mean did he think he was going to be always champion forever like I, I don't know, but it, am I the only one who caught that? Uh, that little. Well, I didn't see the I, entrance. I, I just seen the the actual highlights of the match. Yeah, like I didn't see the entrance. Uh, I just saw the match. I just saw the highlights of the match itself. But I mean, damn! I mean, he was champion for two hundred and twenty four days, so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like he. Okay, was a slouch but, or anything like that, you know? W- yes and no. Two hundred twenty-four days okay. of a non-existent company. He won it the the night that Ring of Honor went out of business, and then he just defended the yeah. Ring of Honor title. Well, technically, yes. At he defended the Ring of Honor title at other promotions, um, you know. This so it was 224 days of a non-existent company until Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor and made it their development brand. Because L- let's be honest, that's what Ring of Honor is to to them right now. It Ring of Honor to AEW is what NXT to WWE is currently. Now that may I can't, change. I can't say that. I, I can. I can wholeheartedly 100%. Ring of Honor is AEW's development brand. For right now it is. Because let's be honest. I mean, look. How do you guys say that? They have most of the guys are the experienced guys on that, that wrestle on it. 
you got a point, but here's the thing. Tony Khan's main uh main show is always going to be or main brand is always going to be AEW. That's his baby. He's always going to promote AEW before anything. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter what company. It didn't have to be Ring of Honor. He could have bought fucking um uh Jersey Impact. all uh he could have bought Impact. He could have bought MLW. Any company that was up for sale and he bought it Whatever he bought was always going to be the secondary show. He just so happened to buy a company that was very prominent that produced a lot of great superstars who later went on to bigger and better success in WWE, AEW, etc. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, yeah, but I still don't think it's the developmental brand, though. It has the it has the experienced veteran guys, the ROH actual guys. Well, yeah. So he bought a company that just so happened to be built by people that he had recently signed had he not had Samoa Joe, Jay lethal Claudio, you know, the Briscoes, etc., not been signed to AEW. Who would he use in ring of honor? Well, the Briscoes aren't signed to AEW. They, they are they're they exclusive are no, to ring of honor. They're not allowed to be signed to AEW. Unfortunately, they're, they're they're technically signed to AEW, but they're under a Ring of Honor contract. If I read that correctly, um, yeah, they just I can't read. appear on they just they can't, can't appear on AEW at all. So they just can't, not... they they can't appear on AEW television because of a tweet that Jay said twenty fucking years ago, and people are so fucking sensitive they can't get over it. People no one guy is, one guy is sensitive about it. The rest of the people already fucking gave up on it. Nobody cared. I don't but know one dude, one dude's butt hurt about it. So exactly. Yeah. Um but hey, shout out to Brandon and Brent Tate, uh part of the new six man tag team champions with Dalton Castle again. But I uh, told they lose to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I guess. <laughs> I mean sorry guys. Figure that well, shout yeah. you out, why not? It, I mean it, th- there's the thing. Are the ROH six-man tag titles going to become the AEW six-man tag titles? Or is AEW just going to create a whole new set of six-man tag titles? Like, you know, but see, but see, that's the thing, man. Like, everybody says, oh, the WWE has too many titles. WWE has too many titles. Look at how many titles that... Um, AEW has more titles already. Y- y- well, because here's the thing. No, they w- already have more titles. <laughs> They have they have WWE has the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, which is technically the same damn championship now. Yeah, they have undisputed they right the now. Titles. Yeah, it's undisputed right now. As of right now, it is. As the tag team champions are. Uh, the tag team championships are also uh, undisputed. It wouldn't surprise me if the women's championship is going to be undisputed before you know it. And then they have the Intercontinental, and they have the uh, United States Championship, and that's just on the main card. And then you got NXT. You have the NXT Championship, women's NXT UK. Uh, NXT champion, the NXT women's champion, the North American champion, which they don't have a cruiserweight champion anymore. They pretty much dissolved that championship when they uh, when Roderick Strong and uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes had that match for the unified the titles. Um, and then the women's tag, bruh, t- what the fuck, man? The women's tag team champions, they just like, oh, well, Sa- uh, Sasha and Naomi uh, walked out on us. Fuck it. I guess we're just not going to do anything with these belts anymore. Like, <laughs> do they have any other women tag team? No, that's the other thing. other don't. than Toxic Attraction. No, no, they don't, <laughs> Toxic Attraction is not even a team. They they can't wrestle, so no. 
Well, and then they just you're lost supposed to wrestle their, them in your team. You know, that they just lost their version of the tag titles to two females that then the very that they next broke week, up already. Yeah, the very next week they they turned one on the other, and she threw her tag title in the garbage. So is that effectively doing away with the NXT women's tag titles? I hope so. If you're not going to push them, don't have the title. Don't do that just because we got to have this women movement. Yeah, it's great that women wrestling is getting its recognition, but you ain't got to have a fucking tag division for 12 girls. But unfortunately, the women's division hasn't been as strong as it was ever since Johnny Ace took it over again. When Johnny Ace, (laughs) bro, when Johnny Ace took over the fucking women's division, it went to shit. Again, that's that's not me being disrespectful. That's me telling you the fucking truth. He lambasted and just butchered the shit out of this women's division. Like, not to say that, not to say that 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 there's no good female wrestlers because there are great Bianca Belair, Oscar, fucking Bailey. like there's a plethora of names that I can rally off of good female workers, but who do you put the belt on? You just put the belt on the pretty girl who can't really wrestle all that good, but she does enough to get by. No, she doesn't do anything at all. (laughs) Remember her last title offense was that triple threat match. Her triple threat match where they literally took her out of the ring over the fatal four. They took her out of the ring over and over again. Uh, Are we talking about, uh, you're you're talking about Mandy Rose. Yeah, what other woman champion is there? That's not good. Uh, okay, we're well, talking said... about Liv Morgan. Oh yeah, I forgot she's champion. Yeah, get her out of here too. Well, I mean, now get not... her out of here too. <sighs> Enzo may want her, but we don't. If you put <laughs> fucking hell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, you can't teach that. Uh, you know, but I mean, you got Miko's uh, Satomura as the NXT UK women's champion, you know, hell, hell, how long is that brand going to be, be around? It's probably not much longer, actually, to be honest right now. Yeah. Hold up. Wait, hold, hold, hold up. When what? the fuck did this happen? D- was what? I, did I, what? I, dude, I'm so far out of the loop. I didn't even know. I haven't watched NXT UK in a while. Let's Say what now? I said, tell us. Use your words. Ilya Dragunov relinquished the NXT UK Championship because he suffered an injury. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. It, that happened actually last <laughs> week, but they actually haven't officially... They haven't shown that episode technically yet. I think that's this week's episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it but got he, fucking spoiled for me. Well, well yeah. it got spoiled for everybody because everybody knows now. <laughs> you, you know who the champion is then? Yes. Uh, they I, look, yeah, they already crowned the champion. <laughs> yeah, uh, I Let did. me guess. I know like Joe Coffey? No. No, no. Uh, I, he's a. Oh. We'll we'll put it this way. He's a two-time NXT UK champion. Tyler Bate. Yes. Yep. Okay. I, was, I mean, hey, that's the best workhorse they have besides Trent Seven. Exactly. Well, that was actually who it came down to was Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Well, that's because they were having a feud, and I guess they just made it for the title. Yeah. Well, well they, they it says it of, says uh, that they had a one day tur- like a one night tournament or something. Yeah, but I'm saying like uh, those two have because uh, a couple weeks ago, Trent uh, turned on 
uh, yes. Tyler Bay and they were going to have this program and I guess speaking of this situation they turned that program for the title which means they're probably going to run the title as the main feud part anyways which I mean I'm fine with those are the two best workers you have besides Ilya yeah what about okay <laughs> never mind no no no, 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 gonna no say? never mind I was, I, I was gonna I was gonna ask because you had said the two best workers, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, you wouldn't consider John Coffey up there in that in that, in that upper echelon. He's okay, but his his stamina is so bad still. Yeah. What about what about Noam Dar? He's okay, but he can't do big moves all the time. Mark Andrews. I uh, always hurt. Yeah, I mean, Flash Morgan talking... Webster. Always hurt. <laughs> I want consistent, steady guys. Like that's the thing with the champion. You got to have a consistent, steady guy. We can't keep having Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, so they want to show up once a month. Well, fucking Wolfgang. You figured he'd be uh, one of the ones who, nah. you know, Wolfgang's all right. Yeah, Wolfgang's okay. all right, but he ain't. Yeah, he ain't champion material. Dave Matt, Dave Massive. <sighs> that's a, that's a special kind of guy. That's the guy that doesn't need a title. He's like Bray Wyatt. He doesn't need a title. Okay. Does he deserve it? Probably once or twice. But right now, like I said, Bay and uh, Seven are probably the two best guys to be going for that title besides Ilya. Yeah. So when yeah. Ilya comes back, it'll be... Because at first, because I mean... Cause and especially God. now that you have Pete Dunn and Walter on the main roster. Yep. Who's Pete Dunn? Butch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fucking Butch. I, I'm just saying. Now, I still uh, hate it. I still fucking no, hate no, no, it. No, 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 no. Hopefully, hopefully that's <laughs> going to change. We're, 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 uh, we're in a new era here. But before yes. we get, before we a get new to regime, that, you would say. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what, what did you guys think of the Wheeler Yuta Daniel Garcia match? Uh, what I expect, just a great technical beat the shit out of each other kind of match. Dude, some of those yeah. slaps they were throwing on each other, I was like, fuck you, where's my gun? <laughs> I was thinking, damn, did they got like real heat? Because, I mean, this shit. They came up like... together. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, that, make, that, that makes yeah, sense. They're, they're travel buddies. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's uh, like, hey, man, I've just had a really, really shitty day. I'll take it out on me, man. It's all good. Come on. I got you. I got you. Yeah. No, it's like concussion here. There, it's fine. You know, yeah. Right. Man, I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match. Oh yeah, uh, but the thing is, those two guys are going. Is my thing that like, um, Brian last says it on the Cornet podcast. Both of them, he says we're in the. We got the guys that are the work rate guys, and these are two of the work rate guys. They'll just get over by just how good of wrestlers they are. They don't have much personality because let's be real, they both are kind of vanilla, but they so, in the ring all day, every day. And I, I'm okay with that. I mean, that's why we like Benoit. That's why we Brian. I mean, yeah, right. those so, kind of guys can make it, but hey, guys, hey, that's what guys you like if, if you go back, you, you had the dynamite kid. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Benoit. Guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bret Hart for Bret Hart for a good while. No, uh, Bret Hart, his whole career. He, that band did not have much charisma at all. No, hey, that's why right, I see. No, no, no. Him putting sunglasses on people ain't charisma. All right, no, 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 all right. No, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna no, say one. I'm, I'm gonna talking, say one. Hold on. Uh, well, I'm gonna say on. one. I'm talking. I'm talking. I think like this guy's worth. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
the when it when they were doing when he was a heel and they were doing the like heart foundation when they were heel everywhere but in canada canada he had, <laughs> he had a, a, a bit of charisma there but but wasn't he in a wheelchair and a crutch and stone cold was carrying him for most part well, of that that's that true. was yeah <laughs> I, I, well you said talking about like one of those those guys who were just amazing technically, but they didn't have much of a personality. When I think of, a, of that archetype of wrestler, I can only think of one person, and I might be crucified for saying this, but it's the person that I think of. Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, no. in my opinion, is one of the best technical wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. The match that him and Chris Benoit had at Hogwild 1996, I still say is one of my favorite matches of all time. It's a, he's but a great person. He had no personality, dude. No personality. Him and Rey Mysterio can go out there and fucking kill it. But no one gave a shit because he never connected with that audience. But man, he man, he was such man, he was so good wrestling, dude. He was well, yeah. And if he would have just found that one thing that didn't didn't Vince try to make him to be like some fucking secret agent kind of character when he went to WWE? I mean, after the, the radicals broke group. after the radicals broke up. It, this was after the radicals broke up. You I know, know what you're talking about, but I don't think he was. A, yeah, it was something yeah. so counterproductive to what he was. Yeah. Um. But it, I mean, and couple in with that, Brian Danielson before WWE, you know, before he he found the 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 yes movement and and everything, like he was as great of a wrestler as he is, he was bland. Oh, yeah. super bland. You know, uh, I, hell current ring of honor, world champion, Claudio. He was bland. He's still bland, but he has just enough. He does enough while wrestling to get him over, but his promos and everything, he's very bland, but his in ring every now and then he'll spark a little, like, a little bit here and there that's like okay okay we can get back into it he's doing like like him doing the fist thing is weird but it gets over and him doing a neck pop thing it, it, it's right. just enough it's just enough of a taste plus that guy's a cardio machine anyway like well, i mean that's besides like, the point when when you're spinning when you're when you're spinning when you when you're doing a swing and you're spinning a guy literally a hundred something times uh it's like ali how's this guy not throwing up the moment um, like he gets put down or whatever. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, but 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 getting back to the match though, I thought Daniel Garcia and uh, Wheeler Yuta did a really good job. Um, I, I aside from FTR and the Briscoes, I thought this was a I thought this match kind of flew under the radar. I don't think a whole lot of people gave it the love that it should have probably gotten. I thought it was a great match. Yeah, it was probably third best match on the card, probably. Uh, then what about what would you guys think of the uh, the, the ROH Women's Championship match, Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb? It was good, but I, I don't know. I expected, I guess, because how good they both are, I, I expected more, and that's on me, not on them. They still well, put on no, a good match. I thought it was a good match, but I thought it was lacking something, and I can't put my finger on what. I, I don't think they went as hard as they could have. And and maybe they're gonna there's gonna be more to this feud, um, or, or whatnot. 
but they're, they're, they were definitely lacking. Like you said, don't think they went as hard as they could have. It was very, there were, there were moments in it where you were like, meh. And it went 17 minutes. If they'd have cut the match down, maybe five minutes, it would have been, I think, no. I, you don't think so? No. Cause they were, I mean, they both were setting up uh, their finishers with their sleep or not sleeper submissions. And yeah. they were doing tactical, but I think it's that it's not that it didn't. Seventeen minutes. I've actually, I thought it, I didn't think it went that long. To be honest, I thought it was actually shorter than that, and I still enjoyed I did it. Too. But I don't think they were as I don't think they were as physically aggressive as they could have been. I, I mean, they were laying in shots here and there, but I think they could have been more aggressive with each other, especially since this was supposed to be build up of who the better technical woman is or the veteran woman is between them i mean they both have what 20 years experience plus now something right. like that yeah do you think they phoned it in no 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 i just feel like they were uh, they were more cautious than they should have been the game plan wise was they were both cautious to each other's because of what they could do technical wise but i think they went into that a little too more too much and did it show enough of that physical aggression that we know be, we know they both have they both can at any second just beat the shit at you too right but it, like Chip said, maybe it's building up to more. Maybe we'll get that blood feud match and they'll, we'll beat the shit out of each other at that point. Right. All right. Uh, so from there, uh, we had Sorry, the... Uh, no, you're fine. From there, we had the uh, Smojo J Lethal for the ROH TV title match. Uh, hey, wait. Oh, time out. Time out. Time out. Did you, did you skip over a match? No. I... I I did. Okay. Which one? Uh, Rush and Dragon, and Dragon Lee? Lee. Oh yeah, the Battle of Brothers. Oh, I forgot about that match myself. Yeah, I. Okay. I, well, I I skipped over. I don't know if you were just going with the title matches or no. I skipped over it because a it, to me it was the worst match on the card. Uh, it was super sloppy, and I, I, I expected a whole lot more from them. Uh not more moves but better quality of a match i just felt super sloppy and everything to me okay i mean it's just excuse me they're luchador so i mean we can only get as much goodness as that as possible <laughs> right all right but yeah but back to what you're saying samoa joe jay lethal yeah uh, thoughts I didn't like I get it that they needed Sanjay and um, big Saddam Indian Singh. dude there Saddam Singh yeah yeah. but I think that took away from I mean we Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe like come on you don't need anybody there Jay Lethal could have just been like no I got this on my own he'll watch still he still could have done dirty moves here and there but you don't need the outside interference guys. You don't need to tell a story with those guys. You have Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. Right. I mean, if you're going to have, you have anybody out there, you, you do it as Sanjay because he's the manager. He's not a wrestler. Uh, I mean, he's went on record to saying that his in-ring career is completely and utterly finished. He has no plans of ever wrestling again. Uh, says his body can't hold up like it used to, and he's done. Um, 
So if you have anybody, you have the manager. He's there. Uh, I'm sure he can still take a bump or two if needed. Um, but, you know, the other dude, why? Just because he's a, a big, giant guy? I mean, so, so what was the what was the point? Like, Joe overcame that, that's three the ki- people? That's the kind of guy you bring in to go against Wardlow. Or no. fucking oh, tight no. or fucking strong. Like he's he's no. he, but but they would book him somebody would book him that way. Like that's what they they it's gotta be monster versus monster. Well, that's that what everybody tries to build towards. They've been doing that shit since the Vince, fucking Vince would try <laughs> to book it that way, but that's true. Then you have But I mean if Tony but Tony Khan does book monster versus monsters just on the on the whim because I mean how many times have we had Keith Lee and Power Hobbs Hob Powerhouse Hobbs in the same match four times already? No, that's true. And it, and it, it's to to nothing because I mean at this point I'm sorry to say this but I think hot take here maybe maybe just me but I think Power Powerhouse Hobbs is already a better wrestler than Keith Lee is right now. He's got the look, he's got the right move set, he can speak better, and he doesn't do what he doesn't need to do. I I don't think that's a hot take. I uh I, I like Keith Lee, but he's not the best. You know, he he has a move set that he can do, but he continuously tries to do stuff that he can't do. He has Brian Cage syndrome. He does small man moves. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll and it's cool you can do flips and everything. Say save that for save that for the big moment where you've done everything and you need to throw something out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yes, the moonsault. Does I mean Vader finished people with moonsault and it was impressive, but he didn't do it every fucking minute. And if he did go for it and it wasn't the finish, the guy would just move. Yeah. You know? He wouldn't then, like do another move right after that, and then there'd be like three or four other moves, and then a uh, fucking roll up to win the match, right? But that storytelling would be a purpose to each move. Do that a lot. We don't do all that right. Yeah. yeah, all right. Now on to the main event: FTR Briscoe's two out of three falls match, Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Where are we can at? On I want to say just two things. I, I just want to say two things about this match. Okay. Just two things. This match um, was better than their first encounter. Oof. I believe that. I don't know if it was just because it was the, the added stipulation of the two out of three falls match that made it, you know, made gave it some type of element or whatever. Uh, I mean, how many times can you hit somebody with a doomsday device and then get up and drop them on their head that sick fucking back body drop through the through that table oh god i felt so bad for those guys um but another thing i can venture a guess and say this was probably one of the best tag team matches in ring of honor history and there's been a lot of great tag team matches in ring of honor history this one's got to be up there like at, if if you don't want to put it at number one it's it's top three fuck top five it's top three at minimum in my opinion that might be a hot take. I don't know. Roger? I mean, I love the match, uh, but, I mean, you guys know me here for a while, toting the greatness of FTR and uh, Briscoe's to begin with. 
Uh, I've been saying that. Why haven't we got them to oh. begin with? And go ahead. FTR's best tag team on the planet right now. Bar for none. sure. For There's sure. No, I mean, I love the Usos. I love. Uh, See, know. the thing is, Usos can only work their match. They can't work other people's matches as opposed to FTR that can work other matches. That's how they had good matches with fucking every single person they faced in the last year and a half. They made the Young Bucks look like workers. That's because they made them work. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. They made the Young Bucks look like fucking workers. Hell, if you can make Jim Cornette like a fucking Young Bucks match, you did your job. <laughs> I mean, where do you where do you go from there? But you gonna go? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> if you can make Jim Cornette love a Young Bucks match, I mean that's that's the cosign right there, you know. Anyway, yeah. Chip, what did you think about the match? I thought it was good. I did not think it was as good as the first match. Uh, okay, and and my reason behind that is is it was two out of three falls, and it felt like they were trying to put too much in. If that makes sense, um, it it was. I mean, they did go almost forty five minutes, though. Well, yeah, but it felt like they were putting too much in. Like they were they were trying to do too much uh, to get to the next fall, and it, it, it it's a great match. I personally thought the first match between them was better, and I think the next match between them will be better. Uh, and that's no fault to the match at all. Um, right. There was just, there were certain things in it that to me didn't make sense. Um, it, it was almost too indie-rific, if that makes sense. I don't know if I can agree with that. I mean, yeah, they had some indie spots here and there, but I don't know about too indie rific. They still worked. Well, no, 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 no. I, I but when we had the the spot where, um, what was it? Dak, not Dax, Cash, uh, took a finish, took the bell shot to the head, and still kicked out. Like that's a bit much. Yeah, but stuff like that. But yeah, it, I can see that part. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I, I can see some stuff like that. But overall, I don't think it was too indie-rific, though. No, no, no. I said almost too indie-rific. Uh, and it's this those spots. Um, now, I will say, I hope and pray that cash wheeler is okay because that uh back body drop or uh that belly to back from the middle to the edge of the table like they didn't he didn't even hit the table that was to the edge of the table and he couldn't lift his arm afterwards like mm. you know yeah uh that that would have been one of those moments where you're yeah. like, yeah, we probably we probably don't do that ever again. Or or I mean, I, I think you probably could have called that spot off altogether. Like you notice that the table's not in position, don't still go for it. Cause he did look back 
to see where the you know table was so i i i don't know but all in all i thought the the pay-per-view was really good yeah i did, I did too i mean i don't know i think I think this iteration of ROH is doing fine. Maybe because yeah. we have the guys that the guys that actually know uh I guess what they're doing mainly due to matches. I don't really think Tony Khan has much influence. Maybe obviously the the winners and losers, but other than that, I mean we have our normal workers doing what they do best. Right. Um, so the next Ring of Honor event is it best in the world? Is that the next one? That I don't doing? know that they've announced Maybe. the best, the next one. Yeah, if, if they were to announce the next one, it would probably be either it would probably either be best in the world or, um, uh, would, I don't know if they would they would they do bet would they do World of the Worlds again? I don't know, or maybe All Star Extravaganza. I'm not sure. Would they normally do the All? Oh, no, they, they they do. I'm sorry, they do um, uh, Super Card of Honor around WrestleMania time. That's when they do that one. Um, but yeah, I think if I had to guess, I'd guess Best in the World probably would be their next one because uh, they normally say Final Battle for December because Final Battle is their biggest you know, show of, uh, of the year. I mean, who even knows what the, what, what order they're going to be doing stuff. Say that again. Yeah. Who knows what order they're going to be doing this stuff. No, that's true. I mean, you would yeah, think I mean, we don't you know. know. There could be new shows. You know, Ring of honor. Uh, it that could be, I mean, yeah. they could just do four total. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what even even doing four because they already did Supercard of Honor. They just did Death Before Dishonor, so Best in the World and Final Battle. Because I mean, back in 2021, they did four. They only did four shows. Back when 2021, which then again we were in the they were closing pandemic, down. So, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. A they were closing down, and B they uh, we were still kind of at the tail end of the pandemic. Um, right. So yeah, um, yeah. They've only done two events. They did April first, Supercard of Honor, fifteen, and uh, July twenty third, Death Before Dishonor. Um, and the upcoming event schedule just says to be announced. So, okay. Uh, typically, after Death Before Dishonor is final battle. Uh. But, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. Yeah, because it usually goes uh, best in the world, death before dishonor, final battle. Yeah. Unless before, they just switched around those two events, but. Yeah, and before uh, best in the world, it was the anniversary show. So they would do the anniversary show in March. They would do Best in the World in June, Death Before Dishonor in September, and Final Battle in December. Yeah, and they, but and they would also throw in Supercard of Honor for WrestleMania weekend. 
Well, yeah, but that wasn't one of their big. That wasn't. That's not one of their big ones. I, I know, but it's still it's it's yeah. the WrestleMania one. So, all right. Um, so that being said, let's 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 move on to what everybody really wants us to talk about. Um, Vince McMahon stepping down, Vince McMahon retiring from WWE. Um. I'm just going to ask you guys, what was your initial thoughts when you heard Vince McMahon announces his retirement? Good. About time. Yeah. He's stuck in his old ways way too much. Yeah. And I say that with all due respect. I mean, if it wasn't for Vince McMahon, we wouldn't know wrestling as it is today. I truly believe that wrestling would have died completely um because the territory days were they were full of a bunch of old promoters that were stuck in their ways and if it wasn't for this young brash vince mcmahon coming in and having this idea of going national wrestling would have have died out in the territories um the problem then became is he got stuck in that same mindset that the territory promoters were stuck in. Well, Vince also did the thing that the territory promoters didn't do. And that's expose the business. and wasn't afraid to expose the business. Yeah. I mean, and this is also, I mean, honestly, I mean, we, I think, I can't remember what documentary that I watched that talks about it. But Wrestle, the very first WrestleMania was a huge gamble. And if it had flopped, WWE would, wouldn't have made it. Yeah. And, you know, just think of what, because like what you said, I mean, the, now the NWA was still cooking at the time. There were still territories around the area and stuff. And with the advent of the internet and social media and all that sort of stuff, shit got exposed. I mean, it got it got exposed way before social media. It was exposed by this man named Hogan. Well, technically, if you really want to be honest, the shit was exposed way back in the 1930s by Jack Pfeffer. He's the one who first pointed out the expose of professional wrestling in 1939, and then. Uh, yeah, but how many World people War II read that place. expose? And then, well, well, well hear me out. Uh, Jack Pfeffer uh, did the expose in 1939. World War II happened. A lot of people forgot about it, so they came back. But be honest, how many people have known since when? The 1950s? Let's just say, throw it out there, 1950s. How many people you think people? How many people you think knew wrestling was? Something was, it may not have been like, you know, like not fake, obviously, but make believe. Like, how long have you people think that they've known it? Not long, to be honest. That's why it was yeah. booming. Yeah. No, I, people I don't... knew they were, they stopped putting wrestling reports in newspapers in the 1950s. That's not true at all. Really? Yeah. They, I mean, they unless were doing it's like it... a local paper or something. No, they were still doing national headlines up until the 90s. Yeah. Look this article up. They, well, then Jim I, Cornette's a fucking liar because that's all the other way the other where I heard it from. 
No, he was talking about it being still because I mean that's how because uh, the times and everything were running it for the WWF, and then when even when Vince got it, it was still running, trying to take over nationally. They were still talking about it. But what yeah. I'm saying is, I, I, so so I everybody the in the world. So go ahead. I I remember seeing uh, wrestling reports in the Chattanooga Times. Uh, before it was the Times Free Press, when we had two mag or two newspapers, you had the Chattanooga Times and then you had the Chattanooga Free Press. I, I remember, you know, in the '90s, still seeing those wrestling reports in the sports section. It would have the results from uh, on Tuesday, uh, on Tuesday in Tuesday's paper, you could see the results from Monday Night Raw and Nitro. May not have been global, but wrestling was still popular throughout the country. I mean, I never said it wasn't popular. So, so you're telling me that back in the '90s, everyone believed pro wrestling was real? I won't say everyone believed hey, it was real, but I mean, a good majority did. I would say a good majority of them did. Uh, otherwise, but that's the thing. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. I totally blanked. Go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, otherwise, if people didn't believe it was real, why did so many people chunk shit in the ring at uh, Bash at the Beach 96? It wasn't just because they didn't like Hogan. It was still real to them. So what about years late? So, okay, so what about, let's fast forward to 2006. The rest of the business has already been exposed. Big Show wins the ECW championship against Rob Van Dam, and next thing you know, he's getting hammered with trash at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Is it the same energy? It's the ECW people, yes. That's, that's the ECW They still believe that people, shit. Yes. Yeah, there's still pockets. I like it's how you, 20... I, uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, I can't believe you try to say ECW fans are normal people. <laughs> well, not only that, it's. I didn't say they were normal. I just said that <laughs> it's 2022. No, go ahead. I guarantee you can find pockets of people that still believe that professional wrestling is real. I'm not trying to argue the validity of whether or not professional wrestling is real or not. All I'm saying is Vince McMahon. When, let me think how I'm going to I'm going to word this. Vince McMahon exposed it as uh, the outcomes are false or are are predetermined. That's what Vince right. did. He he took it away. The, then the reason he did that it, it was smart of him to do it. Uh, and a lot of people said, "Oh, that killed the wrestling business." But the biggest wrestling boom ever came after that so i don't think it killed the wrestling business vince mcmahon did it that way because when he would go into towns he had to have extra insurance because wrestling was a sport and he said no 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 what we do is not a sport it's entertainment we'll call it sports entertainment and they were like oh 
well, if it's just entertainment, then you don't have to have this extra $10 million worth of insurance because it's just entertainment. It's, it's like uh, a theater, you know, it's, it's theatrics or whatnot. And that's how he presented it to the, the athletic commissions all over the, the nation. But even after that, uh, we still had the biggest wrestling boom we've ever seen in pro wrestling in the 90s. But what I'm saying is, is think of the past past 25 years in professional wrestling. How many professional wrestlers openly came out and said professional wrestling is real? They just straight up said this is real. Several. No one has made that distinction about professional wrestling. Bullshit. Chris Jericho has. Chris Jericho has. <clears throat> he ha- he has come out and said, yes, the outcomes are predetermined. Everything else that happens is real. I'm not talking about from a physical standpoint because we all know it fits physically taxing on your body. That's what makes it real. I'm talking about from the standpoint that people be- don't believe in the predetermined outcomes. I mean, there are some people that still believe it's not predetermined. I mean, there's a few people. They're the same people that come out to the to wrestling shows with belts and shit. But is that but is that but is but isn't that immersion? Like isn't that is it is it them believing that it's real or is it this is it just them being, you know, in the moment? Led yeah. Is it is it is it them believing it's real or is it them, you know, being captivated by the story that's being told? Because there that, is a there there is a difference. What's the difference then? Because you're captivated in it, and it brings you into that reality for a few, then you believe it's real just for that moment. But you eventually go back to knowing that it's make-believe. You eventually I mean, go back to knowing... I mean, you do, oh, but you, it's still real for you for that moment. Right, but you eventually go back, you usually come out of that immersion. And there are some people who are so into... Yes. Hello. Hello. I'm here. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm here. I don't know what happened. It sounded like you like fell or something. It cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's move on. Okay. Um, so, so, so Friday night, uh, what was that? The 23rd, uh, 22nd, July 22nd, uh, Vince McMahon announces his, uh, retirement. Uh, now some, some people are saying that he was forced to retire and some people say that he did this on his own volition um either which way out of that we get triple h is now the uh, <clears throat> executive vice president of talent relations once again uh taking back over his previous duties that he had before uh he had his uh medical conditions uh i, I believe it was a, a heart 
uh, something wrong with his heart, not a hundred percent positive. Uh, but when he had, um, uh, his, his medical stuff come up, uh, he relinquished that and that went to, I want to say Johnny Ace. Um, but he has since taken that over. Uh, now a new report has come out today. It was actually this morning that say, says that Triple H is now the head of creative as well as executive vice president of talent relations. Um, this could be something really, really good. Um, so where do you guys think, uh, triple a, where do you think WWE is now, uh, with triple H at the helm of talent relations and creative, and on top of that, we also have Stephanie McMahon, who is the the CEO and chairwoman of the board, uh, <clears throat> with reports that say that she's a I mean, co-CEO. Um, well, there, there, there's a report out there that says that her and Nick Khan are co-CEOs, but that has not been reported by WWE. WWE still says that she is the CEO and chairwoman. Um, I think they actually did a filing with the SEC about them being co uh, CEOs, but I think she's going to be the uh, entertainment, entertainment face quote unquote version of the CEO where, you know, she'll do the on-screen stuff like Vince did. And you think he, you think Nick Khan is going to be behind the scenes, like actual just CEO? the business stuff, like normal. Yeah, the business stuff, like he has been doing. Keep See, giving him billions of dollars and cut people away. I I don't think it goes that way. Why? Uh. I just don't see Stephanie and 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 Hunter uh, allowing uh, this guy essentially to take the reins of the company. He's. I mean, Nikon was brought into make them a shit ton of money, make the valley go up and sell that company. And that's what they're still going to do. I, Hell, see, I don't uh, think, ever since. Hmm? I, I don't think the company go goes up for sale now. I really don't. I do. Nick Khan, especially with the stock brought, going up now. Mm, Nick Khan was brought in by Vince McMahon solely by Vince McMahon. Right. So now that Vince isn't there, what what says he stays? I mean, wait and see, but I think he's there to stay and sell that business still. Make them all even more bigger billionaires than what they were.
I uh, I just don't see that happening. I, I really think that. But with you saying like, what is it with Triple H? Yeah. No, go yeah, ahead. Go what, ahead. No, no, no. Where does creative go with Triple H at the helm? I mean, I, I, we talked about it before. His his brand of NXT was the best wrestling on TV f- for years. He focused on building stars one by one, and even guys you didn't think would be stars were built to be stars. Triple H knows how to create people we want to see. Yeah, they're, it's not, they're not going to come to the main roster and be buried like Vince buried all of them. I mean, really, he only made... Vince says there was only like three or four stars made from NXT, which is not true at all. And unfortunately, those three guys were pretty much the shield. And then from there, he didn't really see anything in anybody else. Right. What do you say, Talon? But I think it's going to give now. Well, I think the notion that Vince McMahon thinks that there was only three or four good names that came from NXT is complete and utter horseshit. Yeah, you had The Shield, you had Roman Reigns, you had Seth Rollins, you had Dean Ambrose. Um, I mean, you had Kevin Owens, you had Sami Zayn, you had The Street Profits. I mean, there are several names that came up from NXT. You have Asuka, you know, my personal opinion. I think Vince fucked over Asuka. Asuka should have won at WrestleMania 34, in my opinion. Should have kept that streak going. Um, you know, Bailey, I mean, the hell, P- Bailey, Charlotte, I mean, say what you want about Charlotte now, but Charlotte then, Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky, the fucking four horse women, they were big, they were the biggest, you know, stars from that women's division that came to the main rosters, you know. Um, uh, I, I, I would like to think that Triple H, would basically use Raw and SmackDown the same way he used NXT. Let guys work to their strengths. And if they're not, you know, because, I mean, see, but that's just, that's the thing. We're talking about NXT crowds and the casual fan. The casual fan is who they need to bring back. Now, can they bring the casual fan back with NXT style wrestling? Yeah, I mean, if you have the right people in place, you can make that happen. But I'm worried that maybe Vince McMahon has put such a wedge in between the hardcore fan and the casual fan. I mean, the hardcore fans are going to watch regardless. But let's be honest, the hardcore fan is what, maybe 10% of the overall total fan base because that other 90% is the, t- is the ones that you want to bring in, you know, and maybe that's why WWE is working with guys like fucking Logan Paul and bad bunny and all these celebrities. Cause they can bring, it puts more eyes on the product. So if you can put more eyes on the product, they become fans. They tell other people, blah, 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 this, that, and the third, but I just, it's a it's something new. It I, I haven't really had a feeling like this about professional wrestling 
since Vince McMahon purchased WCW. Like that's what it feels like to me. Like like this moment is another Vince owns WCW moment. Does that make sense? I I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, I I can see that too. I understand. Like for us teenagers or in Roger's case like 4 years old, it was Damn. the it was the um it was that moment that was our moment of Vince owning WCW. And then <laughs> and then 20 years 22 years 21 years later it's the same um, thing first officer makes it does it did say mcmahon but it didn't say vince mcmahon it says shane mcmahon it said yes. shane mcmahon all right <laughs> man so, and even so what you're then, saying that is whole the, thing so what you're saying is the uh the contract said con but not tony con no it said nick con Hell, maybe it said Shao Kahn. Who knows? I mean, might as well make it more exciting. Kodo Kahn? Kodo Kahn. There you go. Shao Kahn. Yeah, Kodo Kahn. Sheer Kahn. There you go. Why not Sheer Kahn? Oh, so uh, no one got my Jungle Book reference. Okay, cool. Uh, Was his name Sheer Kahn or Sheer Kahn? Sheer, sure. Shit. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was pronounced here. They pronounce it two different ways, though. Yeah, I know. That's why I was confused. I don't remember which way it was. Because the wolves at the beginning, the wolf pack said Shere Khan, but uh, Bagheera calls him Shere Khan. Like, okay, well, how's it pronounced? <laughs> you know? Share. Shere Khan. Hmm, if I could turn back time. Anyway. But, I don't know. I'm... I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Just like, but see, but just like with everything, it's a wait and see. Because you think about like all the talent that was released. I think we talked about it on the last We Talk Wrestling. There was like a hundred and twenty something people that was released by WWE since the since the start of the pandemic. Budget cuts. You had to, you had to have make budget cuts, man. Couldn't have. There was too much money going out and not enough coming in. Right. Yeah, budget cuts. That's what we call um paying off uh people. Is that what we call that? Budget cuts? Uh no. 14.3 million dollars of budget cuts. Allegedly. 14.3 million dollars. Allegedly. <laughs> Kerry came allegedly. out of his pocket allegedly. We still don't know yet. You don't find the timing of Vince's retirement even a little bit suspicious? No. I find it very uh Necessary for the company. Their stock went up 8% today. So it's still making them more money. But the thing is, Vince still holds the majority shares of the company. It's still his company. Yeah, even though he's not the the CEO or, or anything like that, it's still his company. He owns, I think it's 51% of all the, the stock yep. in the company. He owns the majority stake. Yeah. So, okay, so basically what you're saying is... He can still buy back his own company. He can buy back his own company. And start all over again. Start all over again. If he wanted. Because yep. he owns the majority stake. But, I mean, you're already on top. like. But he could buy it to make a, a private company again. 
I guess so. And then but he's making more money with it being a publicly funded company. Yeah. Yep. I guess that's how he got away with it back in the day. So, so is this a PR play? Is he going to just stay retired until this whole thing blows over, then he'll come back? I mean, he's almost 80. Well, I don't know how much more he has to come back to. <laughs> well, you know he's a fucking workaholic. You know he's going to come back when he, when he gets the opportunity. Well, there is a uh, an article out there that uh, the headline is, Will Vince McMahon's WWE retirement be permanent? Uh, I'll read it to you. This is from uh, Thomas Lowson at sescoops.com. And he says, This week, Vince McMahon announced his retirement from WWE after decades of running the company. McMahon's retirement comes one month after he stepped down as CEO and chairman of the board due to the allegations of misconduct against multiple female employees. McMahon is allegedly or McMahon is alleged to have paid a little over $12 million in uh, NDAs over 16 years. Will he stay retired for years? It was said that the only way McMahon would ever relinquish control of WWE is when he passes away. So the choice to retire is rightly being seen as a huge deal. While McMahon has insisted that he is finished with WWE, there are some who are skeptical about how long that will last. Fightful Select reports that some in WWE don't see McMahon's retirement as a long-term thing, given that he has little hobbies or social circle outside of pro wrestling. Uh, one person said, uh, I'm not banking on anything being permanent. Triple H was phased out. Stephanie was phased out. Bruce left the company for a decade. Johnny has been in and out, and none of them have the power that Vince does. I'm not convinced that he can actually stay away, especially if he feels the heat has died down. <clears throat> if Vince McMahon is waiting for the heat of the recent scandals to die down, then he may, may be waiting a very long time. Reports from the Wall Street Journal have said that they are conducting interviews with former WWE superstars, and a third article is expected to be published soon. Right, like some of those former WWE superstars don't have an axe to grind. Depending on which superstar you ask. Well, obviously there's going to be superstars that are close to the situation. Because yeah. remember, we got to remember, it, all it says was former employees were paid off, so we don't know if they were other paralegals, executives, or whatever, or actual workers. Right. You know, you know who I bet has a story? Sable. Ryback. Skin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Who's, who's Ryback? Is that somebody I was, relevant? I was trying to. Be, I was trying to be funny. Whatever. Go ahead. I know. I know what you're trying. I was trying. To say, <laughs> you were supposed. You were supposed to face nobody, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember him now. Because even because even his 104 fans don't want him to come back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right. He even has, yeah. Even I don't even know if he has 104. Fans. I don't even know if he has a fan. Look, I know my teeth are fucked up, but have you seen his teeth lately? Holy fuck, this guy can make keys. His teeth have always been that way. Mm-hmm. And I and they say, Talon, you can't talk shit. Your teeth fucked up too. Well, yeah, well. I can talk I shit. Can talk teeth shit. Are all right. <laughs> so wh- I talk shit even if my teeth are whatever. Right. How how do you feel about the report that Vince's retirement may not be permanent? I kind of believe it. 
like I said, we'll, we'll wait and see. What, how, I mean, he's 70, he retired, quote unquote, retired at the age of 77. And yes, he may be a workaholic, but the dude looks like he's about to die anyways. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much more he actually physically can do it. I mean, he doesn't sleep to begin with. It can't be healthy. No. And But that's the thing, man. On top of all of that, you have to look at it from the standpoint that okay, you know what? Even if he does, even if he, even if if he is retired, quote unquote, he still owns fifty one percent of the company. So, does the buck still stop with him? No, because he's not does technically in charge. Okay, so he's okay. So he owns the company, but he left people in a position. He he basically delegated other people to run the company. Yeah, like a good CEO does. But if he still owns fifty one percent, he can sell at any moment. He can sell and buy at any moment. So, like I said, he can literally make it back to a private company if he wanted to, but he makes more money being a public, uh, publicly traded company. Well, of course he does. But what I'm saying is, because I heard so many people say. Vince McMahon retiring is good for WWE as long as he just stays out of everything. Like that is, that's true. You know, that is true. But like what I said, what we said a second ago, when have you ever known Vince to just let some shit go? Like it, it, you think he's really, even with all these allegations and everything coming out about the hush money and, and all these different things. I mean, hell Vince McMahon survived worse, right? Here's the thing. I mean, he, we, he, when, he went up against the fucking federal government and won. Like, I mean, yeah, but they had a shitty case. When did we ever? When did we ever think Vince was actually going to act physically retire? Though, I thought he was going to die in the chair. Exactly. So he's already done one thing we didn't expect to happen. So At you think it's going to be sold to Disney? <laughs> no, I, don't, I think if anything, it'll be sold to NBC. NBC yeah. Universal, which means not Disney. Not I know that it'd be Universal. Yeah, NBC. Which makes sense because they're already the uh, the WWE content's already on Peacock. Exactly. But then you got you got the Fox deal and that whole thing, Fox and NBC working together. I mean, it's possible. I don't know the the legal technicalities of how that would work. You wait for the contract to run out and then don't resign. I mean, that's a big ass contract, though. Five billion dollars. But if you own all of it, you make all the money for it, regardless. Yeah. I mean, smack. I mean, I mean, Fox would make still make some money off of it because they have the rights. Yeah, Fox makes money. That's what I'm saying. NBC would have all of it once the contract runs out, mm. and make all the money from it. But that means you'd have to wait another. Like five three, years, another three. No, but did they do it? Did they resign again for five years recently? I thought they did, but it maybe it was the first time. Right. I mean, the first deal was about a year or so ago, wasn't it? Twenty twenty. No, twenty twenty. So two years ago. Yeah. So. I mean, it may be to twenty twenty five, but I mean, that's three years from now. I mean, Vince will be eighty, and maybe he'll be retired and actually be like, you know what? <laughs> there is something outside of wrestling finally. And at that rate, I mean, who knows what's going on in WWE. Maybe Triple H and Stephanie has brought it back enough to where it's more valuable and they do sell it off. But that, but, but that's the thing. Will they sell it off? 
Here's a better question. A couple billion in my pocket make me here, sell it. Here's the, here's the better question. Should they sell it off? Because let's be honest. WWE without a McMahon at the helm? Is it WWE? I mean, is it really WWE? I mean, because let's be honest. If WWE folds or is it sold... Is okay. Let me ref, let me let me backtrack. If WWE is sold to people who probably don't know shit from apple butter about professional wrestling, okay, do you trust these people to do right by Vince McMahon? Well, obviously, not do right by. I'm sorry, but, the him. thing is, just because they sold a company doesn't mean Stephanie and Triple H won't be a part of it. You keep thinking that they're selling it to where they won't be a part of it anymore. They're selling it to a new owner, but they get to stay. But but what I'm asking you is, how long does that new owner get like... I mean, because obviously, if you, if you buy a house, before you buy the house, you want to go through and expect it, right? What if the new owner says to them, let, let's just play the hypothetical here. Let's say, for whatever reason... Seth Rollins is in an angle with Matt Riddle or something, right? This is under new ownership, okay? And the new ownership, for whatever reason, says, eh, I don't like the drug uh, uh, innuendos with Matt Riddle's character. I want you to fire him. But he's in the hottest angle that we have in pro wrestling right now. I'm the owner. Fire him. What do they do at that point? Do they fire him? So you're just thinking that this person is just going to fire somebody because they don't like something instead of seeing how much money it's making them. People that fire people for less is all I'm asking. And I, I told you this was hypothetical. I'm just saying. Well, I I can't tell you what a hypothetical. Like the thing that we don't know. Like that's the thing we don't know who the new owner be. We don't know what they're going to think is. We don't know if they even change anything. They just make, that, own it and make the money from it. That's all they that, might do. But that's under the assumption that they're going to sell it to begin with. The, the, every article that I've read said that Vince wanted to sell it. And, you know, yeah, he still has 51% of the stock. But I actually don't know from what I'm looking at from CNN business. I don't know that that's actually true anymore. I don't know what? that he actually owns 51% of the stock. He owns a, <laughs> he owns a majority as a single holder. Yes, but it's it's not. 51%. I don't think he owns fifty one percent. I just know he owns no. a majority of the yeah. stocks, and he still the, has overall power. So the, he may have thirty percent of it, and everybody else just has broken up the other seventy percent. Maybe I know the the largest stockholder in WWE right now is Lenzel Train Limited, and they own twenty five percent of it. That's the single, like, I guess. Who? It's Lenzel Train Limited. When I looked them up, uh, they are um, a London-based company that was established in the year 2000. And they are still owned by the two founders, which are, let me see if I can figure that out real quick. 
Uh, but is that contemporary stocks or actual real investment stocks? Because you also have a you remember they have a contemporary yeah uh, committee. Um, so Linzel Linzel Train was established in the year two thousand by Michael Linzel and Nick Train, um, and they still own uh, that company, and they have um, ten point seven million shares of WWE stock. And this is as of four PM today. Yeah, they're company see, but they're only showing companies that only not the actual sole proprietors of the company. Right. That's the one thing I can't figure out. Um because you've got I, I can I can give you insider trading where uh Kevin Dunn sold three point two million or made three point two million dollars off of um stock that he sold just this year uh and the fact that Vince McMahon himself gifted himself forty seven uh forty seven thousand five hundred and twenty seven shares in February of this year um I don't know how that works <laughs> but it, it apparently happened. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how, like you're saying, how this works. Huh. I mean, you you lost on me, man. I don't know. <laughs> Although I do know their revenue is 1.095 billion for 2021. So, uh, <coughs> WWE has a total of 43 million shares, and Linzel Train only owns 10.7 million. Yeah, they are the single sole proprietor as a business, but they, yeah, but they're still not telling us who is the uh, Vince has to own a big majority by himself, though. That's Vince thing. McMahon, Vince McMahon holds 37.6 percent of WWE's total shares, which is approximately oh, so he, 20. He does own- 28.7 yeah. million shares. Uh, and so, yeah, so he does own the, the 30% or more. So that's how he's a majority owner still. Yeah. Well, and he has approximately 83% voting power when it comes to WWE's internal matters. Yeah. So he has 37.6% of class A shares, which, and he has 83% of class B shares yeah but he still owns 81 percent of wwe's voting shares even though he stepped down as the ceo of the board so how does that work we'll see but triple h only has all class a shares so he has no board power Mm-hmm. Stephanie has class B, so she does have board power. Well, yeah, especially now that she's the the chairwoman CEO. of the board. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Stephanie McMahon, who's the chairwoman and co-CEO. You got Nick Khan, who's the president and co-CEO. Triple H is executive vice president of talent relations and head of creative. 
Frank A. Riddick, who is the CFO and CAO, uh, and Brad M. Blum, Executive Vice President of Operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those are just the also key people. Just, yeah, he also just sold some stock. Which is, uh, which is, well, I mean, he might have sold after today after the stock pricing, which wouldn't be considered trading. It would have been fair. No, this depends was, on when he sold them. Yeah, this was, let me see. Uh, I bet if he sold before today, he must be mad at himself because he lost a good percentage of stock. Yeah, well, it, it was in November of, of last year, uh, that he sold, uh, to 2,800 shares. Oh, okay, so yeah, it wasn't anytime yeah. soon. No, so he, he made 161.9 thousand. All right, oh. so all right, so we I, we talked about Stephanie, Nikon, and Triple H. I, I I looked up the investors of the board committee. Um, you have Steve Coonan. Who is the chief executive officer of the Atlanta Hawks and for State Farm Insurance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ignis Lahoud, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, chief executive officer of Majad Al Futum. It's an entertainment, luxury entertainment and cinema. Uh, Erica Nardini, who is the executive uh, chief executive officer of Barstool Sports. Uh, Steve. Those two, hold on. Those two people, Stephen R. Uh, Coonan and Erica Nardini, were just gifted in October of last year uh, an additional 519 shares. Okay. I mean, right now the shares on the stock market right now are seventy one dollars and eighty one cents. So yeah, eight point four four percent increase. Well, eight, eight, sell, sell, as sell. of four as of four p.m., it was up uh, eight point five two percent. Right, and then you also have Steve uh, Pannon, who was the president of Versus. Yeah, he um, was also he was also gifted an additional five hundred nineteen shares. Uh, Manjit Singh, former president of Home Entertainment, Sony Pictures Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey R. Speed, who is a former executive vice president and chief financial officer for Six Flags Incorporated, mm-hmm. and Alan M. Wexler, senior vice president of innovation and growth for General Motors. Hey, is he any kin to Sandy Wexler? You cut out. I didn't hear what you said. What'd you say? I, I, I said, do you think he's any kin to Sandy Wexler? Oh, nobody else seen that Adam Sandler movie but me? It was horrible. I'm not going to acknowledge it. <laughs> what movie? Wait, what movie are you talking about? Sandy Wexler Sandy on Wexler. Netflix. Yeah. It's one of the ones that he just shit out for uh, uh, Netflix. When he did that, uh, what was the Western one was the shitty one too. Yeah. Was this before or after Hustle? But well way before. After, way before. Okay. Also, his most recent one. He hasn't done anything. I don't even. I don't actually don't think he has any more with Netflix unless he extended his deal because he was only supposed to be seven movies. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, but I mean, because you have, but see, that's the thing. Like, you have somebody 
who works with the Atlanta Hawks and State Farm, um, Barstool Sports versus Six Flags, General Motors, like these companies that have absolutely nothing to do with professional wrestling, but they they know how to run a business. And they're also entertainment companies. But their brand of entertainment. Okay. Never mind. No, 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 no. Don't shut down. <laughs> Look at it this way. If you started a pro wrestling company and you wanted it to go national day one, right? Are you putting a bunch of wrestlers in place or are you putting a bunch of business people in place? I mean, obviously you put the business people in place because they know how to make the connections to. And that's what Vince did. He, he found these business people who run entertainment style businesses and said, hey, c- come on over here. We're going to make millions of dollars doing this little thing right here. And that's what they've done, you know. So so I get the the, the thought of these people know nothing about wrestling, but what they do know is how to run a business. Whereas Vince was the wrestling guy. They were the business people. Uh, kind of like what to- or what um, Roger was saying, almost said Tony Khan, uh, kind of what Roger was saying about Nick Khan. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he, he is there to, to run the business portion. Uh, now, I personally don't think he's going to be there, you know, forever. I, I don't think that that's going to happen, but we'll see. Maybe things will change and he stays around and we don't get a whole bunch of layoffs and, and shit like that. I don't know. Um, but that's what he's there for. He didn't know shit about wrestling, but he knows how to make money. I just think it's, I just, how can I say this? Just say it. I at least, I at least want somebody, yes, good at business, but somebody who is at least as passionate about what I'm doing as I am. Now, obviously, it's if it's my company, I'm going to be more passionate about it than everybody else. Right. But if I'm going to bring you on board, how do you not know some of these people aren't passionate about it though? Well, I mean, how many celebrities do we know that are? wrestling fans that you wouldn't think of well here's my question what is the passion about is the passion about wrestling or is the passion about making money can it not be both no that's what happened to the territories yeah because the thing is whether the thing is you have to make a lot of money to keep the wrestling going So if you make the money, you can support wrestling anywhere. Exactly. But if you don't make the money, there ain't going to be a place for you to have the wrestling. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many, 
how many guys do you have you known you've been doing it for a while like hey guys i'm starting this business i'm gonna start this wrestling promotion you know come in everything do it and it lasts a year year and a half two years maybe not maybe not even a full year because they're not making money so they can't support the wrestling I mean, how many promotions around here have, have we known? Known. A lot. A lot. And, I mean, they were passionate about the wrestling. But the issue is, you've got to make money to keep wrestling going. Right. Right. Like I, you I said mean, earlier, he gambled on WrestleMania. If WrestleMania would have succeeded, it wouldn't have made them money, they would have flopped. They'd have been just another company. Well, not only that, let's let's take a step back and go in a different direction, right? How many of these um, football team owners are passionate about football? I think Jerry Jones is the only one now. Al Davis was. Yeah, but he hates the NFL. Well, yeah. Did he win a lawsuit against the NFL? Uh, Didn't he sue I, the NFL? I believe so. I know there's a 30 for 30 about it. Al Davis versus football or something like that. Yep, that's yeah. it. But but you see what I'm saying? Like, these team owners, they're not passionate about football or, or basketball or I, maybe they're more passionate in the MLB. But, you know. I don't know. Well, it's hard. Think- like, it's hard. It's, nowadays, it's hard for... I think that's the thing now is that owners have to sort of separate themselves from that aspect because then that's when you make emotional decisions instead of business decisions. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think MLB is the 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 one league that has more player owners, um, or former player owners than NFL, NBA. Um, well, that's because we know those those two leagues won't allow certain people to own a business. So, well, that's true. Uh, but I think even in like maybe Formula One, I mean, how many of those people are, are passionate about racing as opposed to just passionate about making money? I don't know. Like I said, it, nowadays is. I mean, it used to be back in the day where the owner was the racer. So, I mean, right now, nowadays, uh, I mean, they probably do have the passion for it, but. I mean, McLaren's owner obviously does. Uh, Ferrari obviously Bull. does because the legacy. Yeah, Red Bulls does. Good old uh, helmet, Mercedes. Marco. Yeah, yeah, Mercedes does. Yeah, maybe uh, Formula One was a bad choice because yeah, because now that now I'm thinking about it, it's like wait, a lot of these owners actually do care a lot about their. Well, a lot of them were former racers too. So um, yeah, former racers or guys that just loved that actually love it too. Yeah. So, but, so, but but that's kind of my but that's kind of my point. My but they also have a is, lot of money. But that's what I'm saying. But that's my point, though. Like you can make a shit ton of money and still love what you do. I mean, what the fuck's the point of? I mean, yeah, okay. What's the point of making all this money? Money if you're still fucking miserable. You know what I mean? No, you're. I, I see where you're coming from, and and to Roger's point earlier, we don't know if 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 these people, you know, Steve Pamon, Frank Riddick, uh, Connor Shell. Uh, Manjit Singh, Jeffrey Speed, Alan Wexler, you know, we don't know if if those guys or, or those people are passionate about wrestling. I mean, 
you know, Freddie Prince Jr. is super passionate about wrestling, but he's not a wrestler. You know, um, Pat McAfee. And who would have thought he would have been a wrestling fan? Right. Pat McAfee, super passionate about wrestling forever, just recently started wrestling, you know, um, so I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying you I'm not saying you have to be a professional wrestler to love wrestling. No, no, that's no, not no, what no. I'm saying. No, well, I'm just it, saying as a general fan. Yeah, that but that's what I'm saying. Like Freddie Prince Jr., super passionate about wrestling, never has wrestled. But then you have those people that are super passionate, like a David Arquette, like a excuse me, a, a Pat McAfee, uh Logan Paul, uh bad bunny like those those are celebrities that have already made their millions of dollars and then they're like you know i've really been passionate about this thing so let me go try it and for the most part they've all been really good at at it you know whereas you have these people who are like oh i always wanted to be a basketball player and they've made their money but they're not really good at basketball or you know tom cruise for adam sandler you stop you stop (laughs) you you stop talking about kwame brown like that (laughs) Uh, well i mean tom cruise super passionate about formula one racing not good at it but he's passionate It's weird that he didn't. He hasn't made a f- Formula One uh, movie yet. Yeah. Well, I I've read a couple I'm, of I know he did reports mm-hmm. that like he so he's been uh, at the tracks here lately. Um, I want to say he's he's been like shadowing Mercedes, um, to to do a Formula One movie. And he's actually driven the car some too, on some of the test tracks and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I just it's weird that he doesn't. He hasn't done like he didn't make one already just to do one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised he didn't put himself in Ford versus Ferrari. Well, there is that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he can walk up to the director and say, hey, put me in your movie. He has enough pull for that. Maybe. That man owns his own franchise. Actually, two franchises, now that I think about it. All right. Let's so, see. Top Gun's uh, not a franchise yet, right? There are only two uh, of them. It's just not, two movies. Not technically, yeah. Uh, so, um, Fightful Select reports Triple H spoke at a talent meeting before Monday Night Raw's episode, and talent they spoke with said that the meeting re- went really well, and there was a lot of optimism surrounding the change in creative from others in the company. Triple H led the meeting and promised them transparency that some don't feel has existed under the previous regime. He said that he wants open lines of communication between himself and the talent. The report noted talent waiting for hours for the opportunity to maybe speak with Vince had become commonplace in recent years with FaceTime with him dwindling. Triple H says that he wants 
work to be fun, and the general consensus has been positive regarding the meeting. Uh, tonight's Raw was the first event that Triple H was in charge of creative. And all I've seen so far is good reviews about it, so... Yeah, but you know there's going to be those AEW faithful who say it sucks. Well, yes, fucking morons. Uh, don't talk about Meltzer that way. Man, fuck Meltzer. Wow, so Theory lost twice tonight. I- I'm not surprised. That's Vince, that was a Vince McMahon guy that has no protection now. Yep. Oh, did you hear? Did you hear what Roman said to him? Uh, not yet. I'm watching the promo. I re- between this. I, I, I'm not going to ruin it for you then. If you if you if you're watching it, I'm just going to go ahead and let you just do it. My only the only thing is now. Okay, he says this. You know, it talks about transparency. Talks about lines of open lines of communication. You know, opportunities and things of that nature. But. Bubba, you're not just doing just your, the NXT crew from Full Sail University anymore. I mean, it's it's not to say that it he can't do it, but how many more people are going to come to him? Because most people's like, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to Vince. Vince ain't going to fucking listen to me anyway. But then how many people are going to go to AAA? Hell, the whole damn locker room might be out there, you know, waiting to speak to him. You see what I'm saying? That might be problematic in a sense as well. I think because you got you, you got to put because go ahead, go I ain't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm just go saying go somebody's got to be at the top. And how many people are going to be upset? Like man, Triple H, I thought I was your guy, but Roman's still at the top, or whoever's still at the top. You know, I mean, we can it, say it, that, but a, look balance. how he ran. Look how he ran NXT though. Not everybody was at the top, but he made everybody relevant. And felt like they could be the top guy, right? So, but then, but but then you get, but then you worry about people being complacent. That's yeah. that's the thing you have to worry about because the people. That's like, when you start booking them lower. You send I mean, them a message it, without being mean to them. Yeah, but but you're making the point for me. If they already feel like you don't give a shit, so you're going to lower them down. Like that's really telling them you don't give a shit. If no, if, case, I, if, I'm giving, if I'm giving them opportunities to show out and I'm giving them and I'm making them get near the top and still keeping them relevant and then they want to shit the bed, that's on them. Well, if I'm giving okay. you opportunity. Okay, but see, they excel at that opportunity, but they never get their, you know, opportunity to, you know, shine or whatever in front of a bigger crowd or whatever. Well, let I'm me, saying let it's me, a delicate balance. Well, no, let me let me put this person out there it's not a wwe guy it's an aew guy brian cage right they were giving him opportunities he was in the spotlight right and he goes to tony and he says hey i think i need to be bigger what happened he got relegated he got taken off tv yeah and now he works the pre-show of a ring of honor pay-per-view Like so, not everybody can be that guy, right? You, you can give people the opportunity and they can showcase, but they, they have to still have 
that it factor, right? And the it factor is not something that you can explain what it is. You just know it when you see it. Roman Reigns has that it factor. You know, uh, a guy like Gunther has that it factor. Um, but maybe a Dominic Mysterio doesn't have that it factor. But according to WWE, everybody in WWE has an it factor. You wouldn't be signed. No, that's not true. That might be a Vince McMahon philosophy, but even you know. that's not true because he had he's the one that created the the the, tr- the jobber guy to make the main role of being a jobber guy. Yeah, you would always I'm, have like I mean, these, these guys I mean, that would come in and out weekly just to be like the local enhancement talent, but he created the true like job squad. But if that person didn't have something that Vince McMahon liked, would they have been employed for that long? Like, think about this. They just had the ability to make somebody look good. Like that's what your, your quote unquote jobber or your enhancement talent are supposed to do is make somebody look good. You know, in the territory days, it, it was never, you know, this one person on Monday Night Raw, like when they came out, you were like, oh, shit. OK, Barry Horowitz again. We know he's losing. Right. But in the territories, it, there were jobbers, per se, uh, that went from territory to territory and they put over those guys, you know, uh, without but- sacrificing the star and the progress. But isn't that in a weird pseudo way their it factor? Isn't that in a in a weird sort of way like they were the best at losing? Like they were the best because you you Chip just said Barry Horowitz. What's Barry Horowitz most known for? Being when, a jobber, being the his, job guy. Winning the title. When did Barry Horowitz win a? Did he not win the IC title? Uh, no, I, don't, I so. don't think he ever did. He he won the women's title. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that people have known Barry Horowitz. Oh, he's a job guy. The, 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 probably the, the king of all jobbers. Fucking Brooklyn Brawler. Like, I mean, he made, he 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 was in WWE for almost damn near 30 something years. I still think he's at, part of WWE, actually. No, nah, I think he got released during the pandemic uh, releasings. Um, But nevertheless, I mean, like, even a jobber has even the jobbers they bring in have some type of it factor, or else they wouldn't have them there. I wouldn't count it as an it factor because the it factor is the thing that when they stand out above the crowd, they're the guy that you see and you're like, that's that's the guy I can see winning the championship. That's the guy I I can see being the face, being the the next guy, being up there. Well, right. okay. Well, well then, let, well then, let me ask this question since we had this conversation before. Um, it got heated, but um, now that Triple H is now head of creative and Vince McMahon is no longer there as the buck stops here with him as far as creative goes, are do you think we're going to see more than just Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, uh, Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre, or Roman Reigns in the main event picture? Yeah. Will there be more people involved with that main event, main event picture now? Yeah. There's more guys already involved in it. Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, Cody Rhodes. 
But then you look at guys like AJ Styles, which but I mean he he's been at the top, and uh, like as he's also wrestler, he's also when he resigned his contract he has less dates because he's only been here and there he hasn't really been right there enough now he's he's slowing down he knows it yeah you think, you think AJ's almost at the end oh yeah 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 he said he said that. Uh, but but here, look at it this way, Talon. Yeah, if you guys if you guys have information I don't have, don't get, don't get upset that I don't know. <laughs> no, I but mean, he said it, it when he signed yeah. his contract. Yeah, that's. that's I didn't been know news he said it for several a months. Year or two. Um, but look at it this way, Talon. You you wrestle currently, right? Yes. <clears throat> you know you can't always be the main event right you've got to right drop down and and then work your way back up right that's what okay so you have guys like right now aj styles seth rollins kevin owens like they're not in the main event but they're main event guys you know they're still featured every week when they can be But it's, but but that's like but that goes back to the whole. I mean, yeah, WWE has for years have been known. Oh, WWE can't create new stars. So with Triple H now at the helm, are more stars going to be created? And if so, what are you going to do with all those stars that you create? And is there going to be balance between the, those stars? The same thing they did in the Attitude Era, recycled them over and over again. So hot shot on a weekly basis, basically. No, nah, hot shot because you already built them. They're all stars. And here's the thing. Vince, uh, Triple H likes long storytelling. Unfortunately, Adam, today's modern wrestling fan doesn't. That's not true because that's what NXT was built on. Well, and yeah, the, 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 the hardcore fan, yes. But we're talking about the casual fan. I mean, will a casual fan really? There is no more casual fans anymore. That's the point. There's no more casual wrestling fans. We lost those years ago. But that was because of Vince. Can Triple H not bring these people back? No. Was it because of Vince? I think because there was no competition. Well, that did have a lot to play into it. I just don't think there's going to be a casual wrestling fan anymore. So, so the... So the idea of the next boom period of professional wrestling is pretty much non-existent. Because no, in order to have that big boom, you have to bring in the casual fan. I don't think you bring in the casual fans, but I think you bring in old fans. People that missed old, old style, like the Attitude Era. Not Attitude Era S style, but having multiple... The thing is, like, WWE here recently has this thing where it's only been one total guy at the top. Attitude Era had multiple guys. But after Attitude Era, it was just John Cena. And it's well, just Attitude, well, well, Attitude Era, well, Attitude Era, they had two guys. Two legit number one guys. The Rock and Steve Austin. Uh, like two, the two legit guys. They had, they had one A, one B, but they had multiple guys right underneath that. They had, multiple, they had multiple guys that were up there. I mean, hell, if that's the case, you could throw in Mick Foley. You could throw in Big Show. You could throw in Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho. Yeah, like, I, do, I throw was, those guys in. Right. That's what I'm saying. But... But I'm saying if you had if you put a gun in my head right now and told me who was the guy in the Attitude Era, it was Steve always Austin. either Austin, 
or The Rock. Like you're, it's going to be 50-50 either way between Austin and Rock. You may have some people that says Triple H. You may have some people that says somebody else, The Undertaker, Kane, whoever. But for the majority of the Attitude Era, it was The Rock and Steve Austin. Really, the early part of the Attitude of the Era was Steve Austin, and then the later part of the Attitude Era was The Rock. It, they kind of split it a little bit. Uh, and then WrestleMania 17 happened, and, you know, that was that. And then they didn't once the attitude era really truly came to an end at WrestleMania 19 when they had their big match, you know, to their, their final third match, their big blow off match, where it was Steve's last match until WrestleMania, uh, <laughs> until WrestleMania 37. But, but yeah, or 38, I'm sorry. But I don't know. I just don't think we're going to have casual fans, but we still have Wrestling Boom by bringing back people who loved wrestling, who stopped watching because it was the same rinse-repeat cycle of John Cena wins everything. Uh, Roman Reigns wins everything. But back in the Attitude Era, Austin won everything. You know, Rock won everything. They were on top. Yeah, but how could one win everything if the other one's winning everything? Two people can't win everything. There has to be... I what? think social. Do you think social media would have ruined the Attitude Era? Mm, no, because I don't think those guys would have cared as much. Those guys, you, those guys grew up without the internet era. I don't think they cared about it like that. Guys nowadays grew up in the internet era. That's all they know. Agreed. Uh, but hold hold on, I want to go back to this this casual wrestling fan thing, Roger. I, I I think we still have casual wrestling fans today, and what I mean by that is, I think there's a lot of parents that are casual wrestling fans. They go to events with their kids because their kids really like wrestling, but. They're not real big on it. They they know uh, uh, somebody here or there, and and they may have been fans back in the late eighties, early nineties, right? But now they're just a casual wrestling fan. Uh, but it's their kid that is the hardcore wrestling fan. Yeah, I mean, you'll have somebody who is a casual wrestling fan. They take their son to go to a wrestling show, and then a year later, they start their own wrestling promotion. It happens. I wouldn't go on that far. I'm just, I'm just telling the story. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, that's the rare occasion. But, yeah, for the most part, I mean, the casual fan, you know, and maybe from the standpoint because – there is so much more stuff on television to watch, not just professional wrestling. You know, I mean, think about it. Would you rather watch Monday Night Raw or would you rather watch Monday Night Football? You well, know, it's not the majority of the season, people are so. I'm, I'm not. Humor me, please. I'm if you saying, have the choice like, between Monday Night Raw, okay, let's let's pretend it's football season. Would you rather watch Monday Night Raw or Monday Night Football? Depends on chances what are the majority of the, the majority of the people are probably going to say Monday Night Football over Monday Night Raw, you know, because football is more popular in this country than professional wrestling is. I mean, that's just the way it is. 
I, I think it. I mean, I I can agree with you on that, but I also think it depends on who's playing. Because I mean, if it's like, I don't know, uh, the Jaguars versus the Texans. No offense, Chip, but I mean, right? I'm gonna watch it, <laughs> but you two aren't. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch that. Well, considering that if if it's the only game on that night, I'd probably watch it just to see what happens. Well, let's just say, but see, but I'm a football fan. But see, I, I love watching football though. So. Right, but you're you're also a wrestling fan, and, right? And I would put you in that. Excuse me, I would put you you in that hardcore wrestling fan category. So, what are you choosing, Raw or Monday Night Football? I'm a fan of both, so I would be doing it like I did in the Monday Night War. I'd go back and forth. casual fan the majority of them are not are more football fans than wrestling fans so they are going to watch now the hardcore fan that really doesn't care about football they're going to watch wrestling that's a given well here's the thing the casual fan for either one is not going to watch either one they're going to fucking do something else probably because they're casuals they don't care about either one your hardcore fans are the ones that's going to there's more hardcore fans than there is hardcore wrestling fans right now those are ones that are going to be watching the show so, but I mean, casual like I say, hey, casual fans don't fucking matter anymore because you're not going to draw them in anymore. Okay, so okay, well, let's let's ask this question then. What is your definition of a casual fan? Somebody uh, just watches it because it's on. Somebody who flips the TV on, probably was watching whatever was on before it, left it on, but pays no attention to it. Every now and then, they'll be like, "Oh, this person's wrestling," or "Hey, this football game's on," but then they'll get on their phone while the whole thing's on and not pay attention to it at all. You're not going to be able to, the thing is nowadays people don't have attention span. So if they don't fucking care about it, they're not going to fucking care about it to begin with. It doesn't matter what you put in front of them. You could have guys out there and wrestling in fucking spacesuits and a fucking T-Rex outfit. They're not going to give a shit. They're going to be on TikTok or I'll be on something else. I guarantee you, if there was a spaceship outfit and a T-Rex costume, I guarantee you they're watching that shit. No, because they have their phone in front of them. Why the fuck would you go to a show and be- Who said they're going to a show? Their casual <sighs> fans are watching on TV. Why would they pay for a ticket if they're not gonna, they weren't going to go to begin with and enjoy it, even if they don't have kids? <laughs> We're talking about casual fans. Even if they don't have kids, they're not gonna just, they're going to have it on TV and just not fucking pay attention to it, like how people do with movies nowadays. We're having fucking stellar movies, but we're still going down in movie sales. You're not going to draw in casual fans anymore. What's the, but see, that's the thing. What's the point of watching the movie if you're going to be on your phone the whole time? Well, to, to okay. people like us who enjoy movies, we don't see a point. But there are people, uh, like I've hung out with people where we like, hey, let's catch dinner in a movie and they're on their fucking phones the entire the time. time. And I'm like, what the fuck Mm-mm. are you doing? Like, Put your phone in the middle of the table. First one that touches it, you pay for everybody. Tried that, got yelled at. I'm going to say, I'm fighting you. <laughs> I'm fighting you on the spot. My phone, my phone buzzes, I got to look. Make sure ain't nobody that needs me. I mean, it's different if you're like returning a text message or taking an f- important phone call. But if it's like you're just, you know, browsing the internet or looking up Facebook or some bullshit, like you're with family or you're with friends, like spend time with them. You know what I mean? That's why I got rid of all the social media apps on my phone. 
I don't I don't need to be on it. We don't need to be on it all the time. I don't even have a TikTok to begin with either, so I don't even have to worry about that. Hell, the majority of TikTok is fucking thirst traps and conspiracy theories. So social media? Pretty much. I make content for social media and I, I don't pay attention to it. Maybe that's, that's what maybe I'm that's for. the best way to go. I look at all the analytics. Yep. <laughs> I just I just make I just help make the content and you guys put it out there. <laughs> and when you tell me we're doing good on one thing, I try to do it again. If we're doing bad on something, I try to fix it. Yeah. Well, I I can say this though. They are trying to fix professional wrestling. Um, but what are we trying to fix though? Trying to bring people in, stop these stupid story, these stu- these goofy storylines that Vince McMahon and Johnny Ace and fucking Bruce Pritchard have produced. Like, but they're not the only ones. There's always been goofy storylines in wrestling. I'm not talking about just not just the goofy storylines, the, the the endings that made sense. Can you explain to me how Bray Wyatt gets burned alive, comes back, reincarnates himself, loses to one RKO at WrestleMania, and then you release him three weeks later? Can you fucking explain that to me? Uh, Creative differences. But that's the thing. If, hypothetically speaking, I feel like I need to say this now, hypothetically speaking, if Triple H was to say, I want Bray to come back and I'm going to allow Bray to, I'm going to work with Bray rather to make sure that his vision of this character becomes true to life on television. Like, like I could see that happening as opposed to, you know, being like not having the creativity because Vince won't let somebody have creativity. Remember, this is the same guy who would not let people who said you, you know, you if anything you do on like social media or whatever, like uh, well, I think it was Zach Ryder was the, not only Zach Ryder was the first, but he was one of the main ones who got himself over. He did a bad thing by getting himself over when he wasn't supposed to. You know, and that's and that's the thing, like especially when back when Vince was running things is that if you get over on your own and you weren't supposed to get over, you get punished for it. That's what happened to the Hollywood blondes and WCW. That's what happened to, uh, but that wasn't Vince that punished them, but that wasn't Vince that punished them, but it has, I'm saying it has happened in wrestling history before. That's just bookers being shitty bookers. Well, anytime you have an active wrestler involved with booking or creative, that's you, a you might as well talk. What's that? Sorry, uh, oh, AJ Styles. And, I'm sorry, it just hit me. AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler is a tag team. Because Dolph That's, is a babyface now. Well, what happened to his team with Robert Roode? Robert Roode's being repackaged as the glorious one by himself. And you still won't put him over. <laughs> I mean, he's good, but I don't see him as a heavyweight champion in WWE. All right, hang on. Let me ask you this. Could Robert Roode be... Can you see Robert Roode as NWA heavyweight champion? 
No, not anymore. Maybe ten so, years ago. So, so, so he, so, so he could leave WWE and have a kick-ass match with Nick Aldis. I know Nick Aldis ain't the champion right now, but he could have a kick-ass match with Nick Aldis. Out of the uh, Nick Aldis even got kicked out of the number one contenders match. Yeah, he, they took his number one spot away. Like, oh, you wow. was contender. Yeah, they gave it to um, Obrodus Clay, which is stupid. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm biased with it. I, I still oh, we, think you that are. Could... You are. You definitely are. Because <laughs> you still think it's the same Robert Roode from ten years ago. He can't go like that no more. He says it. I'm just saying, with the right per right people, with the right person, right right time. I'm just saying it could it could it could work. So you can see Robert Roode beating Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. I mean, Triple H was really high on Robert Roode. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can be a great mid-card champion. We need somebody to be able to bring prestige to the mid-card. Remember, hey, you know what? You mid-card know what? can be built up. It needs to be built up again. We need guys that can be carrying the titles in the mid-card, bringing de- developing younger guys, and showing off what these other guys can do. Yeah, but the way you talked about him the other time we had this conversation, you make it sound like Robert Roode's like jobber number three from the 2K video games. He might be now. He was during his era. During he was on the main roster. That's what Vince saw. Yeah, I said I liked him in NXT, Vince, but but Vince isn't there anymore. Yeah, and Robert Root isn't thirty anymore. He can't do it like this anymore. He's old, just like AJ. That's why AJ isn't working as much either. So, are you saying AJ can't do it anymore either? You don't he said AJ he can't Styles do it can't, anymore. But do you consider AJ Styles a top star still? I consider Is him a top, a top star, star, but not a champion. You can be a top star without being the champion. Okay, so so four people, only four people have legitimate a, a legitimate claim to being a champion in WWE. Only four. No, uh, Seth Rollins does, and Cody Rhodes do right now. I okay, think, six. I also think that Matt Riddle can be if he stops being the goofy one. When he starts okay. getting serious, he can do it. Gunther, okay, that, of course. Okay, that's eight. Okay, that's all you need is eight people. That's what we had in the Attitude Era. All right. Okay, but let's let's just say just, all right. So. You got the them eight people, right? How long is Brock Lesnar going to stick around? Depends on how much money to keep giving him. Bobby Lashley's getting up there in age two. How long is he going to stick around? As long as they keep paying him. Here's the thing. They don't work every week. They're keeping their body safe. So Bobby, so, so, so WrestleMania 50 will be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Both of them old as fuck. Isn't and that what, 12, 11 years? Yeah. No, I can still see Roman Reigns there. Well, Roman, I can still see, yeah. But Lesnar? No, I think Lesnar is going to be done with wrestling probably in five years max. I don't even give it five years. Who? Lesnar? I can, I can see five years. Lesnar, yeah, I can see five years max. I, I, I don't see five years. Two at the absolute most. Uh, yeah, you don't work. Uh I can see five because he only works like ten times a year, if that. This well, this last run he's been he's actually been more frequent, so maybe who knows? It's just like I, I'm I, I don't understand why you give me shit for for lobbying for Bobby Roode when there's like I mean I'm sure you lobby for people too that probably people don't look at as you know championship material. Okay, but can you name me? 
since since you lobby for Bobby Roode, right? And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's good. Okay, that's. I'm just saying you lobby for Bobby Roode, right? Can you name right. me name me five people that are better than Bobby Roode right now? Are we talking five, about in terms five active? Five active WWE wrestlers that are better than Bobby Roode. Right now at its at, at the current point. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Matt Riddle, Gunther, The Usos, Randy Orton. Yeah, there's, there's a, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that Bobby Roode is the best wrestler on the planet. That's not what I'm lobbying for. Okay. I'm just saying I enjoy his style of work. I understand. And I feel like. Okay, now. Of those people you just named, how many of them are younger than Bobby La- or Bobby Roode? Maybe f- four of them. Roman. I think, I think. Well, I know. Yeah, Roman's younger. Seth. Seth is definitely younger. Gunther. Gunther. Both Usos. Bobby, yeah. Bobby Roode is 46 years old. He's older than Damn. AJ Styles. Damn. So everybody you, na- everybody you named is younger than him, I think, except for Lashley. I think Lashley's even younger. Seth Rollins is 36. I think everybody but Lashley might be younger. Drew McIntyre is. 37. Let's see. Bobby Lashley is 46. Bobby Lashley and Bobby Roode are the same age. Yeah, so literally everybody is younger but Bobby Lashley, didn't you, Yang? Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he might be 50. Brock Lesnar? No. No, he's 48? 47? 45. 45. 45. Damn. So he is younger than Bobby Roode. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. Like, like Bobby Roode to me is in that that Arn Anderson, and, and not the same caliber of worker, but in that same level as Arn Anderson, where he's good, but they're not going to make him the champion. Not saying he shouldn't be. It's just not going to happen. Not even with Triple H taking over as creative. But I'm just wanting to know, will they use him other than just being, you know, a jobber? They were using him other than just being a jobber. When him and Ziggler were tag team, they weren't just jobbers. They don't see Robert Roode as a solo guy, though, and that's the issue. 
No, Vince never saw him as a solo guy. Well, here's the thing. I don't see him as a solo guy. When I think of Robert Roode, I think of beer, beer money. money. I think of tag team. When I when when you say Robert Roode, I say that's a tag team guy. Just like There's when people, wrong with that. Yeah, just like when people say Chip Hazard, that's a tag team guy. I wasn't I was never a singles guy. I was a tag team guy, right? But then you have right. your guys that when you you name them, you think singles guy. Uh, e- even to my point, when when you say Jimmy and Jay Uso, those are tag team guys. I, neither one of them should ever be un- unless one of them's hurt. They should never be singles guys, right? But when I say Roman Reigns, right, that's a singles guy. When I say Gunther or Walter. That's a singles guy. You know, Matt Riddle or or Riddle as they call him. Yeah, he's good in tag teams like this deal he's been doing with Randy Orton. That's been good. That dude should be a singles guy. You see what I'm saying? And that's not I see what you're saying. That doesn't diminish Bobby Roode's work rate or his ability in the ring. But I also think that the majority of people, if if you were to take a poll and ask people, is Bobby Roode, do you see him as a singles wrestler or a tag wrestler? I think the majority of people would say tag wrestler. You're going to have some that are going to say, Oh man, he he's he's good as a singles wrestler, and he is, but he's a tag wrestler, right? Tully Blanchard. When I say Tully Blanchard, what do you say? Brainbusters, tag team. Yeah, right. When I say Marty Jannetty, rockers, tag team. But when I say Shawn Michaels, goat. <laughs> You, you, or you, up you, there in that goat status. Yeah. So so you so you see what I'm saying, and it doesn't diminish Bobby Roode's in ring ability or anything like that. Just not in the upper echelon of singles guys. He could be a a, a, a decent mid carter in a singles, but if you pair him with the right tag partner which I thought him and uh, Dolph Ziggler were a good tag team not great but you could do some you know upper echelon type stuff with him right right but I mean that's just me you are entitled to your own opinion I don't know I mean because he had such promise in NXT, you know, being the NXT champion and everyone, you know, everyone was, you know, everyone loved what he was doing and stuff like that. Then he gets to the main roster, same gimmick, all that whole thing, you know, and they, they just let him flounder. I mean, yeah, they gave him the, they gave him the U.S. championship and, you know, and they gave him a, a you know, gave him a match at WrestleMania in which he had that fatal four-way match, 
Um, but you know, I, I just I just want to see good workers get you know better treatment than what Vince McMahon gave some of them. You know what I mean? Like look at like look at the Ascension. The Ascension was one of the most dominating tag teams in NXT. They go to the main roster inst- instantly. They became Road Warrior ripoffs. And well, that's because that's what they were. That's what they were in NXT, though. They went against jobbers and crushed them in like ten seconds in NXT. But they didn't do the face paint, the spikes, and and all that extra shit. I mean, no, they, I mean they, 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 they didn't wear the gear, but they were definitely built like the Road Warriors. And trust me, I, I love the Ascension. I that was one of my favorite teams. But they that's literally all they did. They got. Enhancement talent dudes did three moves on them. Crowd would count to 15 and they would end the match. But don't you think, but also it's like certain gimmicks worked in NXT black and gold. Maybe they didn't translate to the main roster. So how are we going to make sure that what happens in NXT now is going to translate, especially with Triple H being new head of creative? Uh, I don't even know if anything from NXT now will translate to main roster regardless. Because who's their stars? I mean, you can say Braun Breaker's their champion, so he, but he's more of a star. Yeah, he's a star of his lineage. Yeah, he's a Steiner. His lineage. <laughs> so who, who do I? I mean, who do I think could be a star from the current NXT? The guys who are currently there in NXT now, who I think could be a star? Yeah. I think if put in the right situation, Cameron Grimes could be. But isn't that every guy if they're put in the right situation? I mean, that's how we got James Ellsworth somehow over. I mean, he... <laughs> motherfucker made it a whole lot further in this business than I have, so I gotta give him credit on that one. I mean, he he made himself over somehow in the right situation. He, had, he, was, he was in the right place at the right time with AJ and Dean Ambrose. I'm just saying, like, do I think do I think Cameron Grimes could be a star? Sure. But do you see him as the heavyweight champion? I can see him as a mid-card guy. My thing is, there's not many guys in NXT right now that I could see holding the title. Being the I, WrestleMania main event guy. The Other than Braun Breaker, if that. Yeah, that's about that's, it. That's because he's that's a stunner, about though. It right now. Yeah. So every other good worker that's on the NXT, your Carmelo Hayes, your Cameron Grimes, your Santos Escobar, your um uh fuck, who's that one guy? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh Grayson Waller. Fuck. No, not Grayson Waller. Um uh, fuck, whatever, I can't remember. Um so- solo Sequoia. Solo, solo, I see coming in just being another one of the tribal chief members. But di- didn't he say recently that he didn't want to be like associated with that because he wanted to do his own thing? No, he didn't come in. He didn't come in with the name Uso or anything related to the other guys because he wanted to make his his name NWE first by himself to see if he could do it. And he well, did. Well, Dude's really right. good, but maybe he he might be the one. Besides Braun Breaker, I can see maybe holding the title eventually. Uh, that's where I feel like, see, because I don't really see anybody else beating but, Braun Breaker at this point. But Black and Gold Brand? We had a lineage of games.
I, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I who else uh, on? Oh, let's see. I can't because the thing is all the all the guys that they had set up to be possible up there are either gone or on the main roster f- not doing anything already because they didn't get the they didn't get to keep that momentum going for like why right. is Champa the Mrs. Lackey? And see, I, I think that might change now that the Vince is or yeah that Vince is gone and Triple H is in charge, but I mean. They're gonna have to do a good rebuild on him because his image is already crappy because of him just going straight into the I mean the third guy in the Logan Paul Miz feud. Right. Like but what wants- about this? Like what Go if ahead. like because all the guys that Vince wanted to push that maybe Triple H didn't want to push. Because didn't I, I read I read something that said that Triple H has has already stopped like a lot of storylines that were in the works by Drew Pritchard and Johnny Ace, Bruce Pritchard and Johnny Ace. So is that him doing, I don't say damage control, but is that him kind of like just resetting everything and saying, all right, fuck all this shit. This is what we're doing now. Yeah. He's probably stopping everything that was going to suck and then going to figure a way to restructure everything. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing with Tommaso, you talking about Tommaso champ in the mid, which I, I, I hadn't kept up with that story i don't know what the he's, fuck that's he's about literally just, he's literally just mrs lackey that makes no sense because he was a fucking ruthless psychopath in nxt black and gold and now he's a lackey for the miz yep like be, like pete dunn was one of the best british strong style wrestlers in the world and now he's doing butch he's still he's still a british strong style guy now he just has a different name but no his and we're like, suspenders yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, he's still the same guy. Like, he literally does almost the exact same stuff. He's just Butch. Strikes yeah, you in every man's heart. Oh, here comes Butch. Yeah, Butch. <laughs> he's not even the bruiserweight anymore. He's just Butch. Just Butch. Just plain Butch. He's just Butch. Like he's... the baby in the Porky Pig cartoon. Yeah, he's just a Butch. Yeah, Talon, looking at All the... Right. Um... <sighs> From what you you were asking earlier about NXT, looking at their roster, there's two people, possibly a third, but really two people that I could see winning the like the main WWE uh, or Universal Championship if they split them back apart. Uh, okay, because I know Braun Breaker is one of them, right? Yeah, Braun Breaker and and Solo Sokoa. What would be your third possible? Joe Gacy. No. That would be I don't know. Joe Gacy might be a wild card. That might with his character. That would be he wouldn't keep that possible. He wouldn't keep that character. Say what now? He wouldn't keep that character. That's a Bruce Pritchard gimmick. He's not keeping that character. Yeah. The social justice warrior wrestler. Well, I mean, well, I mean, pro wrestling is a microcosm of society. So, I mean, that that group could be represented in some way, even if it is in a heelish fashion, which Joe Gacy is definitely a heel. 
you know. But that's also on which side of the the coin you want to look at, you know. Right. I you mean, know, there's I'm sure that if there's people are like Joe Gacy, they're, you know, obviously are gonna be fans of his message and blah 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 blah. And it's like, oh well, is he is he is he really a baby face? Is he really a heel? Because my thing this, is a true social justice warrior is not watching wrestling. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Because the wrestling is literally everything they're against. So they're not watching wrestling. So who is Joe, Joe Gacy for right now? He's just there to make fucking Bruce Pritchard laugh. Well, Bruce Pritchard ain't going to be there too much longer if he ain't if he ain't gone already. Need him gone. Need Kevin Dunn gone. Oh, Kevin Dunn's next. I, I give it a year. I give it. I give it a year, and and they'll both be gone. Bruce, I, Bruce, I give less than a year. I give him like six months. I think Bruce will be gone before Mania. Because I see, because Triple H, which, here's my question. If Triple H takes over full control of creative for WWE, who runs NXT has. now? He, are, well, he already has what? Full creative control in WWE. He is the head of it, it, creative. Isn't, isn't 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 that what I said? You said if. Well, well, forgive me. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> it's okay. Who's gonna run it? Who's running NXT? Sean. Sean. Sean? Yeah. Okay. Sean and who? Who's gonna be his Matt Bloom? Like he has been the whole time. Matt Bloom. So it's just uh... Sean. So it's just Sean. So it's just Sean and uh, oh Lord Tensai. Running, running hey, respect that man. Sweet, sweet tea, <laughs> sweet tea. Well, and and Steve Carino. Yeah, there's okay, a couple. I, there's still a couple guys there. I didn't know. I didn't even know Carino was there. Yeah. Yeah, they still have some good. They don't have the full force, but they still have some of the guys. Like so, like Nor- no Norman Smiley, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I think Smiley's, Smiley's gone. Road Dog's gone. Yeah, but but, but how many of those see... people are going to be brought back? That's the we same. We could we could see some of those people coming back. Um, but but just to take yeah. a step. Hey, back I wonder for... now that now that Triple H. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. No, no. I was gonna, I was gonna put a hypothetical. Go ahead and finish your thing. No, go. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna. I, your hypothetical will take less time than than my list of people that I'm gonna name off. Uh, so let's go with your hypothetical first. With the with the with how we know Triple H works with his ability to find talent and willingness to work with people is a WWE forbidden door possible now more possible now yes than before because I mean I we did have so. we did have Tyler Breeze versus Jushin Thunder while Jushin Thunder was still under a contract with New Japan mm. WWE I, versus New Japan would be I don't even think it's a versus New Japan I think it's just a, a they New Japan guys get to showcase some people here. W gets to show, say, showcase guys there, and maybe they do have a one, one or two matches between them. That way, they don't sully each other's roster, and they don't make their main champions be put in a hard situation. Because that's the thing. Like everybody wants these versus matches, but like we talked about when we had the, the AEW Forbidden Door, did we ever see Adam Cole or? Adam Page fucking beating Jay White or, or Okada? No, of course not. It was either, but can, it was, you, but can you see Roman Reigns beating Okada? No, and I don't think Triple H would want that. 
I don't think Triple H would want to have any rift with New Japan where they could continuously have a good working relationship. I think they keep their heavyweight champions separate because they're in different uh, or, ranking brackets. Or if they do have them, say you have a, a Reigns versus Okada match, then you have, uh, we'll just say, hypothetically, all right, so you've got Reigns as the WWE Universal Champion and Okada as the New Japan Heavyweight Champion, and they're in this clash, this this battle of all battles, right? And when the finish happens, you have Jay White and Gunther attack their respective people. Then you have it to where we know Okada's going over here to wrestle Jay White. Reigns is coming over here to, to battle Gunther. And maybe we can get a tag match out of that. Reigns and Okada versus Jay White and Gunther. Uh, but there's no definitive winner. Like you have this badass match and then this smudge finish. Uh, uh, we'll call it a dusty it'll, finish. It'll, it'll, it'll piss people off, but it's better than there being a solidified. Because I mean, does WD pull the weight on them or does New Japan pull weight? Like you don't want that. You don't want that issue. Like you want to continue a relationship. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's what I said. I think they would keep their, their heavyweight champions away from each other. Um, maybe we can even have like a, the, the G1, the G1 feature WWE guys and maybe one of them get a possible chance. Like they, like, like the rumble, like the winner, of that gets to pick which champion to go against. And it could be a new Japan guy coming here or a WWE guy going over there or something like that. Right. But, but to, to answer your question, yes, I think there's more of a chance of there being a, a WWE forbidden door type situation, uh, than what we've had previously. Uh, We had one before. What was the event called again? Oh, um, I mean, Fuck, that was, was like 30 years ago almost. Yeah, but what was it? Uh, I don't remember the name of it, I, I, to be honest. Oh, was it All Japan or was it New Japan? I think it was All Japan. I think it was All Japan. <sighs> yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that we have more of a chance now, but I don't see it happening for... Wrestling Summit, uh, sorry. A, a year or two. Like, I, I, don't, oh, yeah, it, I don't see it happening in six months. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't see it anytime soon. I, th- I think it'll be a slow build with hints here and there. Um, Especially since New Japan is trying to get a footing in, my stronger footing in the U.S. Because, uh, I mean, they're doing a new, their new Japan strong shows and everything, but they're not anything extravagant or anything. I think it'll be a good way for New Japan to help build a brand in the u.s is to have a partnership a stronger partnership because i mean the AEW thing was fucking it was okay but they it it was was okay but they they only use the top stars where they don't use a lot of the the top stars in new japan strong they use no no they use mostly american guys (laughs) right so to get those guys on a bigger scale you want to put them in front of a a audience that is a bigger scale, you know, and 
you know, obviously AEW, we don't think did did it the right way. Uh, now there was good matches, but there wasn't a, a big showcase of the younger talent. Whereas I think with with Triple H, we, we would get a, a good showcase if it was a true working relationship. We would get a good showcase of the younger talent, but also the bigger talent. You know, you just wouldn't get it all at once. You know, whereas, yeah, and also with some of those. Go ahead. I was also going to say because, and you can even have some of the older New Japan guys come over to work with some of the young guys in WWE, or some of the older guys were going to New Japan to work with their younger guys, and vice versa. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, but what I what I was saying is, you know, whereas AEW with Forbidden Door, they kind of like blew their load all at once, right? We got Jay White and Okada and you know, all the big guys in in one sitting whereas i think triple h if given the opportunity and everything would do do it slow burn and have you know uh, a, a jay white this month and in four months we get okada and then in, in four more months we get uh, the gorillas of destiny um, or whatnot. You know what I mean? Right. So. I mean, can we already get our gorillas of destiny versus Uso match? I mean, I would yeah, love let's go and that. Get it out of the way. Yeah. I, I would definitely <laughs> love that. So. But let's think about this, like uh wrestle kingdom, wrestle kingdom, right before WrestleMania. Uh, right before the rumble too you have the usos appear their music hits and appear at the tokyo dome during the gorillas destiny's match fucking them over and then at mania the girls of destiny fucked them over setting up the wrestlemania match they don't even have to actually wrestle each other they build up as them just fucking each other over at the big matches yeah and obviously promos here and there Unlike Tony Khan, who wants to got to run in there, have a match with somebody randomly, and then get attacked by the other guy that same week. But like I said, what do I know? What do I know about smart booking? Uh, clearly, story we know nothing about it. Nope. I, I mean, certainly don't. We don't know anything about smart booking or storylines or how to make shit last or anything. I certainly don't. Uh. You you just don't give yourself enough credit, sir. <laughs> but I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know wrestling. So now I know wrestling. I just the story, you know, line part of it. Just you know, have to keep have to remember all the stories we got to go through, and so you write it in a notebook, <laughs> and you write the ending, and you go from the end to the beginning. But that was like a big deal, like when when Kane made his debut in that Hell in a Cell match at Bad Blood against The Undertaker, uh, when it was Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, and Vince McMahon specifically said, 
I don't want them to touch until Mania. I don't want them to touch until Mania. And Vince Russo writes the show where The Undertaker comes out and chokeslams Kane. That ain't what happened, but Vince was like, I fucking told you I don't want them to touch until Mania. What the fuck are you doing? You know, like, yeah, because that's the moment that you save. You save that moment. So a Gorillas of Destiny Usos deal, that's something that we would want to see happen. Like they can, like, it's the anticipation. You know what I mean? That's what I said. They, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, the Uso fucked Grills Destiny over. And at Rumble, Grills Destiny fucked Uso's over. They never touch each other. Uh, they only have promos via, quote unquote, via satellite or on <laughs> social media, you know, do pre tapes and everything. Building up to Mania. And Mania's when they first touch. So that'd be a three or four month buildup without them ever physically touching each other and only being in the same building twice. Yep. I think it'd be damn good. Although I think uh, Toa's promos may have to be a little bit more sent. Well, no, they're TV fourteen now, so no, you would still have, you would still have <laughs> not, to censor him. Yet. <laughs> yeah, you would still have to censor him. But the thing is, he can do because when he was doing that good guy Toa, he was doing quote unquote clean promos. Yeah, not as edgy. Yeah, he was he was being nice. He was still he was still trash talking, but he wasn't pushing it. Right. And then also the thing is they could bring Haku with them to Mania and then the Usos could bring Rakishi, so even more. And if they can't bring Rakishi, bring in uh fuck. Why couldn't they bring in Rakishi? They could either bring in Rakishi or they can bring in uh fuck. Why the fuck am I blanking on his name? MLW. Jacob Fatu? Jacob Fatu. They could bring in him. You know, if if Keish can't go, Jacob can go. Or maybe they set up Usos and Keish versus them. Maybe they attack Keish, and then Keish is out at WrestleMania, and then Jacob comes in as a surprise for the match. I was just saying, have Rakishi be in the corner and Haku be in the corner for, respectively, Okay, I thought you was assuming let them wrestle. No, the fathers who have also a history. Yeah. You don't think they tussle? That's what I'm saying. You would have that spot out there where they would both start fighting each other and be the distraction, get thrown out. I don't, I don't know who's going to tell Haku to get out, but... Right? <laughs> you go to the back. What you say to yep. me? Hey, you know what? You're good. You're good. I've heard horror stories. <laughs> But um, now we got through all this. I guess it would be a good time to wrap it up. Uh, let's 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 move on. Let's see what happens through this week of wrestling. If we have to say anything else, I guess we'll make another episode and wait. We're on a wait and see mode, like everybody else right now. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed the special edition of We Talk Wrestling. Um, yeah. That being said, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, next week we are going to have the third and final installment of rollingstone.com's 30 greatest sports movies of all time um yeah it should be fun hope you guys enjoy that one um anything you guys want to say before we bounce out here this evening as always check out movementradio.us that is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio and hit them with the sponsorships roger 
As always, we like to thank our sponsors, the people supporting us through in our uh, our growth here. Uh, first shout out to Gear Anime. Obviously, go to www. I'm gonna slow down and say it easier. www.gearanime.com forward slash movement radio. Get yourself shoes, socks, eye mask, uh, slips. Uh, I don't even know what else they have. They may have ties. You know. They should do cuff, maybe some cufflinks. That'd be pretty cool too. All right. But um, when you do go there, you make your purchase right before you say checkout, go to where it says code, promo code move radio, M-O-V-E-R-A-D-I-O gets you free shipping. So get whatever you want and free shipping. Our second sponsor, Audible. We love Audible because we like ebooks. We like to read, but not really read. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but audibletrial.com forward slash movement radio gives you 30 free days of Audible and also a free audiobook. And if you have Prime, you get two free books. And to our third sponsor, uh, Canva, who I've been using a crap ton of here lately, go to YouTube, guys. Start liking our videos. You know, get us to 100, then get us to 1,000, then get us to 10,000. You know what I'm saying? But, um, Obviously, go to uh, Canva for anything that you want. Uh, business cards, logos, templates for uh, thumbnails, uh, Instagram posts, Facebook posts, YouTube, anything like that at all, any social media and presentation-wide. Go to partners.canva.com forward slash movement radio. And a big shout out to all of our friends in this endeavor with us. Sean Thompson with Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon for our good friend Ivan Montanez, all the big homies over at These Ninjas Podcast. Should I watch that with Sean Miller and Cover 2 Sports, Damon Smith. Thank you guys so much for just all the love you've given us. Um, like what we said, we are in a transitional period right now. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of growth. We've been seeing a lot of good things happen, um, you know, and, and, and sometimes I do get frustrated. I do get stressed out because sometimes I can't do certain things and it breaks my heart that I can't. Um, but, you know, we love doing this. We love talking to you guys. Uh, you know, all the interactions that we've had on all the different social media sites and you know, shout out to probably our biggest fan right now, Jonathan Blackburn, always sending us uh, stuff, uh, always sending us uh, uh, lists and funny pictures and memes of pro wrestling and stuff. Um, you know, you know, we, and we like I said, we we got fans all over this, all over the United States. Uh, again, shout out to Delmar in Orlando. Um, but yeah, you know, we, without without you guys, we we can't do this, and we appreciate you guys. Uh, also, one more quick thing before we get out of here: FarleyCon 2022 uh, happening at Camp Jordan Arena on August 13th. Uh, tickets are still available right now at FarleyCon.com. Uh, Lex Luger, Ron Simmons, uh, Dimitri Walker, Larry Hama, Kyle Phillips, a plethora of great artists that's going to be out there. Um, and uh, come on out, hang out with us, enjoy. We're going to be there hanging out on August 13th. Should be fun. Uh, that being said, again, we say it every week. We can't say it enough. Thank you. We love you guys. And we appreciate you guys. And we'll catch you guys next time on another edition of We Talk Wrestling. Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. 
Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.